Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Why are you so defensive? Because I don't have opinions about how you should live your life. I don't think you care that much about how I live my life. I do care. Okay. But I trust that you're an adult who can make decisions for yourself. Okay, but don't assume that I have everything figured out. Okay, so what do you have? Damn it! Sometimes I need help too. Okay, what do you need help with? Like this is what I'm saying. I'm. Are you struggling and you're upset? You want me to give you a hug? I'm giving you a hug. Giving you a hug. You don't ask or you don't know. Hold on, I'm giving you a hug. I'm sorry. I love you so much, I'm sorry. Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business But Mine with me, Kara Berry, our Summer House and Vanderpump Rules edition. Join with me today, oh Lord, things are getting messy, is the one and the only, the host of Feathers in My Hair, the host of Liz Explains It All, Liz Bentley. Hi, girl. Kara, thank you so much for having me on. Uh, you're welcome, because you know what? I did my my due diligence, and I found out that it's actually my 500th episode, so this is a very special one. <laughs> okay, first of all, Mazel tov. That's fucking amazing. Second of all, you put out a lot of episodes a week, because Girl, I know. It's you crazy. have not been doing this podcast that long. <laughs> I know. It's it's crazy. It's a lot of output, so I'm, I'm shocked at it myself. Like I've done, I'm at like 303 for feathers, which <laughs> yeah. has been six or seven years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, wow, you're really putting out a lot of podcasts over here. I know. Well, yeah. Mazel Tov, I'm so proud of you. I know um, 
you went through a transition and I was like, you absolutely need to start your own podcast. And I remember you like tested names with me and I was like, that is perfect. Amazing. Such a clever name. And like the R and being so excited about it. And then it came out and it was perfect. So proud of you. Thank you, Thank you Liz. Love you forever. Um, We got so much to talk about, girl. Oof. We do. Whoa, 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 whoa. First, can we um, say Mazel Tov to Christine Brown for getting engaged? Yes. <laughs> A little clap to the audience for Christine, you guys. Hey, you know, yeah. my hope is that this man is a coal if you will. And that she had, I always say like Chelsea got very lucky that the first guy she like jumped into a very fast relationship with ended up being like wonderful and lovely for her. And I'm just hoping that's what's going on with Christine. I agree. I haven't really like kept my ear to the ground as to what's going on. I've heard like a couple things here and there. I saw one TikTok of his daughter who was like, I guess uh, her mom passed away. And so like, she's very um, supportive of the relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I hope it's good. Me too. I mean, we knew she would get married quickly. At least I knew she would get married quickly. Like Mm -hmm. she's a relationship girly. She grew up incredibly religious. All of those kids still get married at 20, even though they're not in the church anymore. Right. I did not think she would be single for long. So just fingers crossed that this is a good one. Yeah, I hope so. I, I think she's, you know, very well averse to a red flag. So hopefully <laughs> she's making the right choices. Oh, man. But let's get into Summer House. Um, yes. Wow. Okay. It is Kyle's big 40th birthday, but we actually start off the episode uh, with Kyle and Carl talking about how Carl's going to propose. It hasn't gotten the ring yet, but, you know, he's like looking for advice on, you know, how to ask the dad for approval and the set and the third. Um, you know, Carl says in a confessional, there's no rules of engagement. There's no playbook. There's no like timeline of what feels right. He's just going with how it feels and he's happy and he's in love. Is it quick? Maybe, but he's going for it. I, I feel, feel like we're not that quick. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I feel like we're kind of on the same page of like, first of all, these are people in their late 30s. Yeah, I was going to say, Lindsay is like 37 and she wants to have babies. Like, what's she going to do? Date a guy for five years? No. I mean, she has though. She's been dating Carl well, five yeah. years in some form fashion. But um, she told us her life plan when she was with Stravi and there was no five year long dating before getting engaged no, in that life plan. No, there was not. There was not. She, she's a, a girl with a plan. I think we're all, um, you know, well averse to that. So yeah, I mean, I don't really think this is that weird. We had a brief conversation about the relationship dynamic, but we'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. Um. So then we go over to the bedfellows. They're all chatting about how Sam and Corey had chemistry when Corey came to the house. And so Paige is like, I'm going to figure out what's going on. Now, I do appreciate as somebody who's like, you know, closer to 40 than I would care to admit. I do like the kind of like summer camp vibe of like let's all gossip about who's vibing with who like that's fun for me it is very summer camp that's a really funny way to describe it because it's like literally at summer camp I specifically remember like we would sit in our bunk and we would like go around in a circle and like talk about who we liked and like make assignments on who's gonna speak to who to do what yep (laughs) it was like a literal thought out time and honestly we had fights like on summer house sometimes we would like make everybody sit together and like air out our grievances like festivist <laughs> style um but yes I I thought that was like fun it was like loosey-goosey I feel like Sam and Corey I know they're dating now or whatever mm-hmm. but it felt very low stakes like in a good way My, so I haven't been listening to all of your summer house recaps because I'm not 
I was not caught up on Summer House and I was kind of skipping ahead to Vanderpump Rules. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think about Sam? Um, I was, I, I'm, she's grown on me. She's grown on me. In the beginning, she was very like, it, the dichotomy between her being like so wide-eyed and young versus like Carl, you know, waking <laughs> up to go to Barry's at seven o'clock in the morning and like Kyle trying to rally it, you know, at three o'clock in the morning and trying to like make people party. It was very jarring, but I feel like she's really found her footing now and I'm liking her story. And I feel like she is like next generation. Okay. So when she revealed that, you know, she had been abused by her ex-boyfriend, which I think she meant physically because she like mimed him hitting her. Um, Mm. I thought that was really, I thought it like spoke to a lot of the way that she talked and presented herself. And it really made me understand her more. Right. At the beginning, she was just kind of like a non-factor to me. I'm like, oh, like she's here, which is a summer house problem, right? That's Mm -hmm. always been a summer house problem that people join and you're like, through the whole season, you're like, oh, they were on the show. I forgot about them. (laughs) Um, I'm lost. I'm glad that she's coming to her own. And I think like taking up Lindsay's case is very smart. I think mm-hmm. that she is going to get, if she sticks with the Maya, Gabby, uh, Paige group, I think she'll get more lost in the sauce. And I think that's what was happening earlier in the season. There's just too many girls in that little click. Do you know what I mean? Like there are just so yeah. many of them that I think it's even happening to Sierra. Like, I don't know, the dominant personalities take over and then there'll always be like two other girls that just don't get as much attention because they're all together all the time. And right. I think that taking Lindsay's side is brilliant move. Like Lindsay needs an ally. Lindsay is Summer House. She's always going to be the main character if she's on this show. And she's kind of alone on an island this season. And Sam like buddying up to her. I was like, smart move, girl yeah I agree and Gabby's kind of doing the same thing it seems like like in real time uh Sam and Lindsay have like a very close relationship and they're like bosom buddies now um and yeah I I think that it was very smart for both Gabby and Sam to kind of be like they're not afraid to get in the mix like Gabby's Mm -mm. not afraid to tell Kyle to shut the fuck up I love Gabby by the way like I really I think Gabby is one of the best new cast additions to the show in a while Mm -hmm. I agree I think she is really smart i think she's like kooky in a good way like she's not too kooky but she's kooky enough for this show i like her family dynamic i'm like bring that sister back let's get her on the cast like i know i gotta read her book yeah i was looking at her instagram i was like wait why is she not on the show i know she's like legit yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah so yeah I, i i really like both of them unfortunately chris is getting lost lost in the shuffle but he's not really because he keeps saying like the worst corniest shit he's tough he's there's Mm -hmm. nothing like Mm -hmm. usually at least like bad about like he's not offensive to me yet he's he just like isn't there my question is when we have luke and andrea what are we doing here with chris that's what i've been screaming here now it does not make sense we want eye candy this is like summer house and like vanderpump rules are like boy shows in that like your boyfriend your husband will watch it right and they'll like want to talk about and they're not going to be embarrassed and be like oh who's these housewives right but still like we the girlies who watch need eye candy and i don't know why they thought and not that chris isn't attractive but like I want himbos. 
Summer yeah. house. Summer is for himbos, and I need Luke back. And okay. I need Andrea back. Andrea is truly the perfect himbo. Like, yeah. <laughs> he'll cook you a beautiful dinner, and then you can try and talk to him about something, and he will look you blank in the face, and then be like, "Let's go fuck." Right. And that's all you do. <laughs> he's, exactly. he's incredible. He's so nice. I did. Um, I believe it was Dan from Come Through Queen was saying he has like a serious girlfriend, and maybe that's why he didn't want yeah. to be full time. But like grow up you know come on tv like what are we doing <laughs> yeah i think he also went to italy last summer and like spent the mm. summer there so i think he wasn't really around too much that but, makes sense. but yeah luke, i mean get why us, get they fired they fired luke i don't understand it doesn't make sense it doesn't the only so thing that well. i can think is that like maybe there was weird stuff that happened in summer house where, or winter house rather where it, there was like kind of mm, did he act inappropriately or not but yeah it, i mean it, i feel like there's been a you know a natural conclusion to that so i'm not really understanding why he was fired yeah and when he shows up it's like yeah and it makes so you- much sense to have luke in, on the show he would have been a, another perfect ally another guy he was needed like, for lindsay and, Carl. and lindsay yeah yeah, yeah. it doesn't he make was- any sense was absolutely needed because even though i think it's great those girls are taking their side they also don't know them and like at the beginning of the season they needed somebody like luke because danielle wasn't doing it to step up and be like shut the fuck up guys like what are you talking about yeah they're happy they're fine this is fine that was really needed and i actually think the season has gotten a lot better i was not really following this season that much i just watched all of it so i feel pretty well versed in it right now (laughs) and i think it gets significantly better and the reason is is because like we have finally shifted away from like trying to make Lindsay and carl look bad and just like letting them exist and i think luke would have helped with that yeah i agree i honestly think it kind of probably would have been a real sliding doors moment if like luke had been able to talk to danielle at some point and be like you know like Mm. maybe let's like talk things through you know that's a really good point because there was nobody that danielle like nobody was there to sit down with danielle and be like don't do that right like think about your ownership in this you know it's hard to watch it's hard to watch such a beautiful woman make bad choices and that is danielle right now our girl's down she's down real bad and it's it so hurts. beautiful like <laughs> when they like flash to her and she's like her hair pulled back and like not a ton of makeup on and she's just like dancing and having fun i'm like you're stunning <laughs> she like rarely wears makeup and I, it like you never really notice because she's so beautiful <laughs> like truly just so beautiful yeah good for her good for her um yeah i mean sierra is kind of like flirting with the idea of flirting with Corey, but things don't really happen with that sierra okay sierra's just the oddest bird to me like (laughs) i can never quite put my finger on her or her motivations i have little to no respect for anybody that got played by austin i'm sorry (laughs) it's just my truth when we had to see an austin jump scare this week i said sierra how dare you make us do this by even mentioning him (laughs) i just she's one of those women that is like really successful and obviously stunningly beautiful (laughs) like Mm -hmm. like they're they're probably one of the most beautiful people that's been on bravo ever honestly she's in my opinion that pretty but like that and i think she does have a good personality and she can be very funny but with dating she's so weird and she concentrates on it so much on the show that like i don't know i just have never gotten like 
really good read on her. Like there's just something off about her always that I want her to break out of because I like her. I just, she makes odd choices. She makes odd choices and they make sense to me because uh, we grew up not too far away from each other. Mm-hmm. Like I understand the culture of what she experienced. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is like, uh, you know, a girl who lives in a very white Mm-hmm. grew up in a very white town like marietta's not only really white but like pretty fucking racist um and i imagine there was a lot of times where she was like you know quote unquote humbled by mm-hmm. the reality of like yeah despite the fact that she's like a fucking smoke show yeah guys were probably not treating her they, they were treating her like austin did you know like crazy mm-hmm. so i think there's some uh things that need to be worked out on that end yeah i also would like to see her and I think when she's around guys that I like, she acts, I hate this word, but really uptight a lot. Mm-hmm. But then she around Austin, she's like, I want to marry you. And I'm like, I want you to bring this like vibe you have with Austin, but with like a guy that deserves it. Agreed. I agree. I hope we can find somebody. Not in the summer house, but somebody. Somebody. <laughs> um, so then everybody starts getting set up, so like setting up for Kyle's birthday. There's like bales of hay outside. Kyle did say um like on Instagram or something that the reason and this is the other reason why the first part of the season was kind of jarring for me is that they weren't having any parties but Kyle mm-hmm. said that they there was like a zoning issue so they only just got approved like for his party so they're gonna have a lot more parties for the rest of the season so he says the parties but... the parties are necessary they need Very. to be drinking all day long mm-hmm. the best fights happen around 7 45 p.m you know right. like <laughs> 15 lover boys in yeah well, like Lindsay's taking a second Adderall she is yep. it's like time to go like yep. that yep. is what we need I agree and yeah they were going out a lot at the beginning of the season which just for me summer house has never been that interesting when they're out because they never can film that much people don't want to film with them out we're always in like a very tight little beach bar and it just I don't know it doesn't work when they're out the same like Vanderpump rules when they go out they like run out the bar you know and we can like spread out and have fun and they're not able to do that and I also because they couldn't film them going out in the first few seasons remember like they just Mm -hmm. were not allowed to film so I think I got used to them not going out that when we do go out I'm kind of like let's go back to the mansion yeah like unless Lindsay's like flirting with a guy which she's mm-hmm. not doing anymore then we don't really need these scenes you know yeah agreed oh so, um I don't think you watch Winter House but Corey did this thing his first season with Sam because they're like oh we got to go on a booze run so he's like oh I'll go he did this with uh um who else was he into oh Jessica from Winter House was that I'm the metaverse this is his move like we're gonna Jessica, go uh, the metaverse uh-huh yeah okay i did watch one episode of that and you know i listen to podcasts like right uncultured like (laughs) um yeah so they he also took her on like oh let's go get a like supplies shopping like you know he likes to isolate and trap his prey is one thing (laughs) (laughs) this is what he does um on the drive i mean my god this man is i don't get it i don't get it he's like you can do a body shot off me later you know like and then she's asking what his type is and he's like uh uh, you know like attractive hot okay and, this you know, man is like 38 years old i'm going to need him to pump the brakes like 
minimum. I also don't like a guy who says, I like a girl who like can take it, like take a joke. Mm -hmm. It's an immediate no for me because as Sam asked him, do you ever take it too far? And he's like, oh yeah, all the time. Yeah. You just want to be an asshole. That's not funny. It did worry me when Sam was like leaning into that because of the stuff she had talked about. I was like, right. I want you to let, like, I, I don't mean that, like, if you like to talk shit and, like, fuck around with people, you don't have confidence. Like, I like to talk shit and fuck around. Like, it's not that, but, like, hearing the way she talks about herself and the mm-hmm. that she has that from an abusive relationship to hearing Corey be like, that's how I like to talk to people. I'm like, Sam needs someone who is, like, sweet and quiet and lets her shine, but, like, all he does is tell her how amazing she is. Like, I think that's the type of vibe she needs. And I don't think Corey provides that in any way. Yeah. I see Sam with a guy who is like in finance, but likes to do a lot of fun runs. Mm-hmm. That sort of vibe. Like they'll yeah. have a nice life. Although I did like when Sam kind of gave it to him later when she's like, you're bad at role play. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's good. She's cute. Um, so then Rachel and Jason from Winter House show up. Uh, Rachel's gonna do the flower wall for the party. Rachel's coming in, like greeting everybody, while Jason is like, it's almost like he doesn't want them to know that he's there. Like, he's just setting up on the side of the house, he's not saying hi to anybody until Kyle and Amanda go up to him, and he's like, Oh, hey, like, you know where, where you are, you're at our house, yeah. <laughs> you're being very weird about this like are you an employee like why yeah. like he's acting like a cater waiter he's like just right. gotta get these bunsen burners on like i'll talk to you later exactly <laughs> Lindsay happens to be looking out the window and that was so him. funny right that was classic summer house by the way like that okay. and you're so right because it's like the party setup who's coming like her seeing someone in a window danielle running up at, like that is what i love about summer house yeah Uh, danielle going into like full good Mm -hmm. friend mode being like are you okay Lindsay's running up the stairs like not really no so then she goes to tell carl oh Lindsay just went upstairs and she says in a confessional you know like even though we're on the rocks it's not like just a switch that i can flip off like i'm here a good person and that's why like it's hard to see her obviously projecting her relationship issues onto Mm -hmm. well we'll get at the end when we're talking about their fight i do I don't think Danielle's totally in the wrong. I think she's just going no. about it 100% the wrong way and Agreed. realizing some things. Yes. Um. But <laughs> like, she's a good person. And so I just, I'm like, oh, I just want you to take a different angle. I know. It's it's really hard to watch this because I do feel like she's got points. They're just, yeah, we'll, we'll get yeah. into it later. Um, so Carl goes upstairs and Lindsay's like, I'm not okay. I just like, I don't want him to say hi to me. I don't want him to talk to me. And Carl says in a confessional, like, uh Jason and Lindsay both went through something traumatic only they can understand but at this point it seems like Jason is still continuing to make this a thing and Lindsay's getting really frustrated about it and because it just trauma like yeah. triggers her bring up old shit she doesn't want to have to do that so Carl when was Winter House airing um this was during wait airing or filming airing um this was like a few months ago because i'm trying to remember like when he was in the press like talking about how Lindsay didn't warn him and like all of that shit like i wonder if that was that all going on like around this time 
Um, no, this would have been before that because okay. they had a conversation about it. In the oh, house. right, right, right. And she was okay, okay, yeah. Um, right, and they did show that clip, but yeah, I don't blame Lindsay at all. You know what? I actually really liked Carl standing up for her here, and I didn't. I mean, I don't think he should have fought with Kyle when Kyle was that drunk, but also, like, I, I have no respect for a man who sits there and lets someone call his girlfriend a bitch. Like, I don't yeah. care the situation. Like, uh, 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 uh. Mm-hmm. I thought, I thought that was ridiculous. You, you know, Danielle didn't need to scream at him over. Like, <laughs> maybe that wasn't necessary. And I totally understand. He's like, I'm trying to figure out my sobriety, blah, blah, blah. And I just don't want to beat the shit out of him. But like, I don't know. I can't, I can't abide by a man letting his girlfriend be called a bitch. And so yeah. I was glad to see him like, take control of the situation like Lindsay asked him to do it and he did it and it was drama free and I was like okay maybe they're a healthy relationship yeah I mean I appreciate (laughs) him asking like how can I support this moment yes and she like I don't know it was nice he asks her she tells him exactly what she needs and he goes and does it exactly the way that she asks I'm Mm -hmm. like on my bravo (laughs) is happening here yeah. <laughs> yeah he was really cool about it it, it was a little bit awkward for him to walk and be like hey buddy oh, for um, sure <laughs> just want to give you a heads up Lindsay's kind of frustrated just like you know I just think she might not want to interact with you much and then they have to do a fist bump so he's like yeah, yeah. cool, cool. <laughs> like that's it's awkward but yeah in terms of like partnership a plus gold star yeah um so then speaking of partnership I was thinking in this scene, Amanda's like helping uh, Kyle put a track in the back of his hair so he can really complete his mullet. And she says in a confessional, you know, uh, Kyle wanted to, this was his goal by his 40th birthday to grow a full on mullet. And she says, well, I'm thinking, okay, in this moment, I know that a lot of people compare them to like the Bubba's, but Mm -hmm. I don't feel like we've seen a tender moment in which Katie would have like woven a track into the back of Tom's head you know no no like they would have been fighting already Kyle and Amanda no we I because I think the only tender moments that happened between Katie and Schwartz were them like eating Chinese food in bed watching movies mm-hmm. <laughs> and we just didn't see that on television like I truly think that's probably the only time they got along um yeah no it was tender and sweet like it's interesting how they're doing I worry it's because Amanda's accepted stuff that she shouldn't it worries me like because I really like Amanda um as a per like this season she's kind of losing me a little but I like her as a person and I'm worried mm-hmm. I've always felt very protective of Amanda like from season one yeah. when she came back in season two still with Kyle I was like girl no like what are <laughs> we doing and I you know when she says that thing about how she can't change him I'm like that's good but also I'm worried because Kyle Kyle's so Kyle. Right. Like you can't ask somebody to change completely. Um, but <laughs> but should you do, should you take the be take is a weird word there, but like should you tolerate the behavior? Exactly. I'm just worried she's tolerating. Exactly. Like, am I are you resigned to this, Amanda? Or are you just like, I really want to just let him be? Yeah. I don't know by the way Um, just watching Amanda straight for like eight hours I'm like this woman is the face of clean beauty she does the (laughs) it girl thing like those brows look so fucking good like big and bushy yeah she doesn't have any makeup on I'm like this is like truly the most all-american girl that's ever lived (laughs) 
No, I mean, like, Jennifer Aniston needs to watch out because Amanda really could be the next face for Avino. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, like, she would be perfect for Avino. Exactly. <laughs> um, Sierra ends up telling Amanda, like, oh, I'm kind of feeling Corey right now. And Amanda's like, yeah, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> Nothing happens, you know? <laughs> nothing happens um but you know uh gabby gives us the full breakdown the astrological breakdown of sam and and uh cory uh she says uh, sam's a triple gemini cory is, is a wild triple fire signs yeah it's very wild so they're like wildfire there's a lot of passion fanning the flames she's like i really just feel like it's gonna work out i highly doubt this wouldn't work out and look at them i'm like yeah i think you're right yeah. I think you're absolutely right. Um, so then Danielle ends up telling Sierra that she and Lindsay have been like glossing over a lot. She's got a lot to say. She's not going to say it, but she she's feeling it, right? So Sierra tells her, I feel like the last time like we all spoke at this girls' dinner, Lindsay was really more mad about how you brought it up and not necessarily what you were saying, which I think is completely true. Like these were not Lindsay's friends and you're exposing their your her dirty deeds or whatever you you perceive to be her dirty deeds to everybody and that's not fun that's not fair yeah well and also she did such like a switch up of their roles in a way that i think was like really shocking to Lindsay that she like couldn't put it all together at, in that moment understandably mm -hmm. because like danielle has never put her in that situation while filming you know right. like that's just not what danielle does so i think beyond the fact that like these girls are not Lindsay's friends which they're not right like <laughs> Lindsay's friend is Danielle and that's about it um but like for Danielle specifically to do it I think it was so unexpected that she was like wait what right and just got so upset beyond what she was saying and how she said it I think the shock of it which makes sense right like I mean they flash back the season to Danielle throwing the fucking glass of wine at Sierra over Austin Kroll for Lindsay. Like the, right. <laughs> this is not Danielle's role. And I can understand Lindsay being like really upset by it. Right. And to go back to that um, girl's dinner, Lindsay said something that like, could like, had Danielle not said anything leading up to that, that would have been the moment where Danielle's like, okay, this is really annoying. Cause Lindsay says, oh you know, basically like this was my designated time to have girls time and like you guys are being bitches about it and I don't like when chicks do that like because Lindsay's very much like I throw away a lot of my relationships for a man I don't mm -hmm. think she would even uh you know she's the girl who disappears we all we know we all know her right for sure <laughs> um so when they say things like well I'm out here and here you guys are complaining about how I'm never out but I've decided after months to spend one hour with you guys <laughs> and here you are being annoying yeah like, and then she had the nerve to be like it wasn't worth it for me to go out with you sorry right. like I don't know what to tell you my boyfriend wasn't there I didn't want to fucking go out with you like Lindsay actually was kind of being a bitch but then Danielle just went so far left so far left so left lord so yeah I mean basically Danielle told Sierra I just feel like I'm actually really validated in how I feel. I'm like more of a battery in my back than ever. And honestly, I feel like if I express something to Lindsay, why hasn't she taken that to heart? And why hasn't she said, hey, let's try to fix it together. But Lindsay's not doing that. And then I'm like, okay, now I'm really getting into focus as to like who Danielle is. 
Mm-hmm. Danielle's like she is a person who doesn't want to ask for help. She wants you to come to her. She is like the person who gives everything mm-hmm. and expects that back, but she usually doesn't need it. But then when she does need it and it does nobody's coming, it's like a real big problem. But she's never communicated that. It's one thousand percent that. And it's so clear that that has always been her and Lindsay's dynamic, right? Like mm-hmm. Lindsay's always been the fucked up friend that Danielle has to take care of and she's Danielle's rider or she's Lindsay's ride or die and it's worked because she hasn't needed anything from Lindsay right but for the first time I'm guessing since they become friends she's struggling a lot in her personal life and I think is I mean I can't imagine like (laughs) it does suck your friend that you're very close with that you were kind of always the one that had to take care of her that like when you are going through it with the man that you like truly thought you would marry suddenly your friend is like the happiest she's ever been and like, right like I'm not I'm not saying it's okay that Danielle's like mad at her for this but I can understand that being like a hard position to be in but instead of Danielle just being like Lindsay I'm having a lot of trouble with this and also like why don't you ever call me and check in on me and like she's just holding it against Lindsay without Lindsay even knowing like Lindsay's just like walking around dot 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 having fun and Danielle is like I'm so fucking mad and it's like you know Lindsay though you know that this is how she is and she's not gonna come to you and if that's not good for you fine just don't be her friend then like don't expect Lindsay to suddenly be somebody that she has never been exactly like yeah it's just such bad timing because danielle needs her in a point where she's like so wrapped up in this relationship and that's fine and it's like but she's just not i feel like danielle's just like sitting in the corner waiting for Lindsay to make eye contact with her but like she's you know mm-hmm. got her tongue in carl's mouth yeah <laughs> and and nobody's at fault it's just, you know, it just, it just is like a lot of things converging at the same time. And I feel like if like half of that stuff, I feel like there still probably would have been issues with Daniel and Lindsay if Lindsay was not dating Carl. Like there would have been something, but it would have been like a bump rather yes. than all of this. I mean, it would have come eventually because I think no matter, it, as soon as Lindsay got happy, I don't think her and Danielle could have a continue their friendship the way that they've had it no no way impossible and it's like very I don't know it feels very like early 20s or teenager when you like have this girlfriend that you're just like obsessed with and the two of you are like bestie bestie besties and then like you cannot accept her changing at all and I think it's kind of that but it's like you guys are a little old for this yeah yeah I yeah exactly I think that there were a lot of like early 20 rules being applied to these late 30s relationships (laughs) and that my friend is the tagline of summer house and Vanderpump rules (laughs) true story oh my gosh so then Carl is telling the guys like the party's bumping Chris is there, Kyle, Craig, Maya's boyfriend, Oliver, he invites all of them because uh, Lindsay, he and Lindsay are about to have a um, housewarming party that week. Mm-hmm. And so Kyle makes mention, Carl, I think this is the longest relationship that you've been in since we've known each other, which he's only been with Lindsay for nine months, mm-hmm. um, which, okay. Um, so Craig mentions, yo, like we actually, Paige and I started dating around the same time as you and Lindsay, but like we're nowhere close ready to move in 
but Kyle mentions, well, you know, they do have like six years of history and Craig's like, yeah, yeah, that's true. But like, I do kind of wonder what our next chapter is because, you know, she said she didn't want to get engaged to somebody that she can't live with, but like Paige and I haven't really talked about that. Like we've talked about the future, but we haven't talked about the mm -hmm. steps getting there. Like we want to raise kids in Charleston, but like, I don't know what the next year looks like for us. Yeah. First of all, when he said that, I said, we want to raise it. You are you sure Paige wants to raise kids in Charleston? <laughs> like, are, are you sure about that? Because I don't get that vibe. I do think like there the reason there's such a huge difference. Paige is what 30 mm -hmm. and Lindsay is 36 or 37. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it's gonna there's gonna be a difference in the progression of your relationship. Yeah, also Paige has been very clear that she's got like some pretty deep-seated commitment issues. Like uh -huh. she cries every season at the thought of like Paige has a problem of men loving her too much and wanting Truly. to commit to her and she's like I, I don't think I could do this it's so, true. It's so wild I wonder what that's like I can't relate really cannot relate oh my god like all these successful like you guys have to remember the guy she was dating when like she and um carl had a thing kind of this dude like she was going onto his family yacht yeah. i've googled this dude his dad's a fucking billionaire like the girl's been stacked with like hot not quality men but certainly yeah. accomplished ones yeah yeah who, who really want to be with her and, and carl but you know <laughs> good for her good for her um so inside Lindsay and Gabby and Sam are talking about how, you know, Corey used one of his three words to describe how he's feeling with Sam, which is vibing. Um, Sam says in a confessional, I've dated a hundred dudes like Corey. He's exactly the kind of guy who doesn't text you back right when you start getting feelings for him. But inexplicably, I'm starting to have feelings for him. Okay, oh, good Sam. Good luck. And I've been trying to like, you know, I, I do like Sam, but, you know, I think we as internet girls can judge social media behavior mm -hmm. i remember the very beginning stages of chloe and tristan's relationship for example she would post him all the time and if you had never heard who chloe was you wouldn't know that they were ever in a relationship by, yeah. by the social media presence never posted the girl so i kind of like looked at what Corey was doing in terms of like posting her and it's mostly just like he seems to be in his disposable camera phase uh -huh. and um you'll see her but it's like this could be any girl at a party yeah and like it's it, not giving we're in a relationship it's one thing like when normal couples do this but like when it's clear that this one of the people is like very into their instagram and the other is online but not really posting them it's like oh, it's <laughs> Alex Earl broke up with her boyfriend and one of the reasons was because he wouldn't post her and people are like what the fuck that's so weird I'm like no her job is to be posted yeah like that's that's what she does that's what she wants and I think Sam probably wants that too and I'd be surprised if she didn't yeah it's, I mean because she had like a whole press tour where she was like on page six and telling everybody oh we're in a relationship and I was like looking and seeing if he was saying anything about it during that time nothing nothing and that's concerning and it sounds very silly but that shit's real we live in an age now where that shit matters yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> so anyway um yeah Luke shows up 
finally in the hottest outfit ever and i don't mean like he looked hot i mean you showed up to an outdoor party in the hamptons and like a thick blanket poncho and like corduroys. like what what is he wearing <laughs> like a fucking stetson man <laughs> what are you doing sir uh, was he not hot like he had to have been so, boiling i was so confused by that you're from minnesota i know you've got plenty of flannel in that closet of yours don't play me what are you doing gabby actually says that she matched with uh luke a long time ago on a dating app but then he kind of ghosted her around the pandemic and now she's like oh i think i may have manifested this man i think maybe the love potion's working um did you see who luke's dating now no oh he's dating tasia from the bachelor um she is really cute but i don't know the bachelor on easter Lindsay posted a picture of like oh we're having easter at the at our house like me and carl's house and she posted a picture of uh, luke and tasia at the end oh i saw that holding hands yeah (laughs) and then she took it down and cropped it yeah but like three hours later like girl (laughs) already posted on 200 bravo sites it's Mm -hmm. too late it's too late baby but anyway (laughs) shout out to them there were other pictures of people i guess have now been seeing them around the city holding hands so i think it's official sorry ashley i feel bad ashley and luke real well i saw a um a video i guess she's doing these like drag brunches now and sure. she was just in New York like a couple weeks ago and somebody asked her, oh, are you going to see Luke? And she was like, oh, I was kind of hoping he would call me like he knows I'm in town, but he didn't. So I think he was mm. with Asia at that point. So I think it was real. Like hookup real, but probably not that serious for him. Well, I don't know. The way she talked about it at the the reunion about how like they had gotten into a fight because he didn't want to fly into Dulles or something. And then he had been like upset about Michael. It seemed like it was a little bit deeper. Yeah. I mean, first of all, imagine dating Ashley Darby and like Michael Darby <laughs> then becomes part of your life. I know. That's a hard pass for me. Real You're like hard. at the house and Michael shows up with his little accent because he owns that home and it's and those house. milky eyes no thank you and he just pops up on you no. until you no. are officially divorced from that man and only your name is on the deed like do not call me i would be terrified he set up cameras in there that i just didn't know about I, we can't this is we'll be we'll be here all night if we're gonna talk about <laughs> ashley michael okay let's move on back to craig and Paige. so he takes Paige aside and is like yo i want to talk to you about our relationship She's like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> and he, you know, he does a spiel about it, you know, how he and Carl are in like running in tandem with their relationship timeline. But, you know, like, I just wasn't sure how, what are we doing in the next year? Right. So Paige says, we've been dating for a year and I'm about to turn 30. And I always thought that I'd be engaged by the time I'm 30. But now that it's here, um, I don't want that. So just like, I actually think maybe we would date like another year before you even propose. And Craig says, you went from a year to a year and a half and now we're at two years. And he goes, I don't like that too much, but I don't feel like people heard that. We were texting about this. I cannot talk about their, I cannot listen to them talk about their relationship without them breaking the fourth wall. Because the issue is that Craig films a show in South Carolina and mm-hmm. she films a show in New York. <laughs> like that, that is the issue. And them not talking about that is driving me insane. Yeah. I mean, we have to keep in the context that like he's seven 
plus years into Southern Charm. Oh, like way longer. Been... I think Southern Charm has been on for 10 years at this 10 point. Years? Whatever. Those checks are looking very good. Uh, and he's making as, money. Yeah. On as soon Charm. as he goes over to uh, the new production company, we're going right back to season one contract. And it's, you know, that's something to think about. Yeah. He also like is a Charleston personality. He mm-hmm. has a Tom Tom. It's his pillow store. Like, he's famous in charleston in a way that he's not in new york and it it doesn't make sense for him to move to new york but also like if this was just a regular couple he'd be moving to new york probably you know because like she does not want to live in charleston right i don't know just like not talking about the shows eh, whatever they don't have the fourth wall broken i think they should on the show a show about filming a show is always more interesting to me anyway but like that's the issue (laughs) the issue is their tv careers right and her brand does not make sense in charleston her new yorker fast fashion isn't going to happen on you know like king street it just doesn't it's not going to translate like she's got a brand he's got a brand um he does have a restaurant that's about to open in new york but oh really i mean that's like tom tom shit like i think he owns like he and austin own like a very small percentage imagine like getting engaged to someone who's like linked up with austin kroll like that and in so many ways that it honestly I still have that podcast it makes me dislike Paige a little because i'm like <laughs> like i don't hate craig necessarily although craig is not aging very well i just want to he needs to lie off the booze because yeah that is hurting his skin like he's getting real droopy in the face like in the way that it's drinking you know what i mean like it's not i get yeah. it's all from alcohol um yeah he's starting to turn a little uh thomas ravenellish those like jowls exactly whiskey and, jowls but like craig isn't the absolute worst but if you're willing to link up with austin crow like that mm-hmm. you don't have to tell me once girl i know i know <laughs> and begging for him to like uh, and also, like, Craig has, like, a pretty good reputation on that show. Like, even though usually about seven of the, uh, you know, 15 episodes that they get, he's, like, wasted and being very nasty to people. You know, there's it, there's something to be said about being in comparison to Shep that yeah, still well, makes him look like quite the underdog. <laughs> Craig, is also, Craig has also always been very good at spotting who the underdog is on the cast and defending them. Yeah. Good, and that's always made happen. him look good. Yeah. yeah for sure for sure um okay so yeah basically he was like they have a kind of a a issue because Paige says we should get engaged but like we i'm not gonna be engaged with you but have us not live together and he's like well we can get engaged but like we don't have to move in immediately but she's like no those things go hand in hand it doesn't make sense and then as soon as we get engaged this is when the clock starts people are going to start asking about like when i'm moving and when we're you know planning the wedding blah 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 and i just like i don't want to do that she's totally right yeah yeah for sure um and then she said you hold on do you think they're trying to get their own show oh i think they would love it oh i think they'd love your girl moves to the south like that type of shit (laughs) probably yeah they should be trying to get their own show Mm-hmm. I mean, the first season should be them like figuring out what they're gonna do, mm-hmm. right? And then we move into season two. They, he proposes at the end of season one, and then yeah, we all see it. Very Bethany getting married, right? 
Yep. <laughs> yep, exactly. Um, so yeah, I mean, basically they just like can't they can't get it together. Craig does offer to move to New York. Wait, wait, says, you you're you skipping the part where she goes, I just can't move to Charleston because what if I, I can't move away from my mom and she bursts into tears. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I haven't even talked to my mom about it yet. Ma'am. Ma'am. <laughs> she's like but i don't want to move to charleston (laughs) yeah she's so funny she's what about my mom also you can so tell that Paige has never been in a relationship where she likes the guy more than he likes her like she's like knew it yeah and craig is like but i it's it's hard when we're not together baby i miss you more and she goes i don't know we see each other all the time what's your (laughs) issue like yeah, he was like, listen, I love Charleston more than I love you, but I know that you don't love New York more than me. And she's like, uh-huh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> um, Luke well, I think Craig of- likes that too. I think that's how Craig is. You yeah, know, like- Gets a kick out of her. I think their personality, like the di- that dynamic where he loves the woman more and she needs to be loved more works very well for them. Yeah, I mean, he's been very clear about he wants to live in a rom-com. And this is like- she's acting it out perfectly yeah perfectly um so luke then ends up having a one-on-one chat with Lindsay, just like checking in and she's like yeah listen things are good but like it's been interesting i've been having some weird shit with danielle and she's been having a lot of strong opinions about my relationship and you know last weekend she kind of attacked me at a girl's dinner that's not the way to have a conversation like she's trying to blame me that our friendship changed And when Luke goes, is that all your fault though? She goes, exactly. It's not. So Luke says, clocks it. She's probably just used to be you being single. And Lindsay's like, yeah, last summer I was single. I didn't have anybody else to think about. Why is this all on me? Mm -hmm. So then Lindsay says in a confessional that Danielle has a lot of confusing feelings about her relationship with Carl. And as she's talking about this, they're showing Danielle like dancing outside, (laughs) like, um, um line dancing they're like doing country line dances somebody said that she looked like a lady in like a like a tampax commercial so accurate like abilify that's so accurate (laughs) or like the end of like a a lower budget rom-com where they're all dancing at the wedding Mm -hmm. yeah actually she looked like she was having a lot of fun when they like flash her that kind of looks fun she was like in her bag she was having a great time honestly (laughs) it looks so fun um so Lindsay goes you know Danielle wants to air these feelings out at a girl's dinner and I'm sorry if our friendship looks a little bit different but in my opinion your friend should be happy that finally after a lifetime of looking I found the love of my life you should be happy for me it never occurred to me to want to hold people back just to be my buddy and stay in the same place as where I'm at so okay I agreed with her but did you notice it was me, 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 me? Yeah. Like, and that's the problem because she is right. Like you should be happy for your friends when they're happy. And like, you know, that this is what Lindsay's always wanted and you should be happy for that. But like, she doesn't even stop for one second to consider the deeper part of it. And it's just like, why aren't you happy for me? And it's like, well, but that's the dynamic that Danielle is always allowed right so why would Lindsay think differently because this is how her and danielle have always been so why would suddenly Lindsay have all these like non-selfish thoughts towards danielle when she's never had them 
that's very true that is very true i it's so hard it's so difficult because they're both right and they're both wrong yes i totally agree with that so then amanda gets the mic she goes to do a speech but basically just introducing kyle motherfucking cook wearing nothing but a cowboy hat a bolo tie with a k on it and a strategically placed bandana right in front of his little cookies so did they show on bravo because i watched on peacock they just show his full ass like no blurring whatsoever oh yeah they're good for a cheek on summer house like the crack everything Mm -hmm. i was surprised i was like this is risque yeah they got pretty graphic i'm trying to think of what show that was oh on southern hospitality they showed uh two people they were going on like a trip to like i don't know some sort of formula one or you know nascar mm-hmm. or whatever um and they got an rv and a couple was fucking in the you know the bed in the back mm-hmm. and it was shockingly graphic like i, I was shocked I'm clutching my pearls like yeah. on television <laughs> they were like she was i think she was on top of him yeah that's and like crazy. it was like this this blanket is not doing a whole lot <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> to maintain an air of mystery here but yeah they really ratcheted up and there was another scene um i think in winter house or maybe southern charm where austin was like very naked and deeply it was deeply upsetting oh i do remember that yeah that that was not good yeah that was actually a crime against us Uh, probably will pay probably will pay for these sins you want to hop on this class action lawsuit yeah put your name on it thank you um kyle's speech is basically i'm a humble old man and i want you all to see my little dick and then he pulls the bandana off but like chris and craig and Corey are upstairs and they dump a bunch of water on him like it's a you know super bowl or something um a band comes out to perform a song about loving your life etc um i will say that cowboy hat that was over his dick did make it look quite small yeah i think maybe we could have <laughs> at least gone for like a child size and not like a chihuahua size literally what it was <laughs> <laughs> help yourself out you know <laughs> yeah like give the illusion at least <laughs> oh my gosh um chris hits on a woman with like large boobs and they ask him in a confessional what is it about this woman and he just stares and the producer's like you know what don't say anything actually forget about it <laughs> uh, so then Paige and sierra and amanda all are talking because they hadn't hung out and done their little kevin stuff all party Amanda says this really made me laugh she tells him that she cried when the band was performing and Kyle handed her the microphone and she could tell that she was off tune so as soon as she handed in the microphone back she started crying (laughs) Amanda gets so sensitive about stuff like and you never really know when it's coming never like (laughs) You're just like, what? Why are you upset about that? Oh, by the way, there is a moment I deeply related to Gabby because everybody's like losing their minds singing along and she's just standing there. And as a non-country music fan and somebody goes, do you know this song? She goes, no. "No." (laughs) (laughs) Like that would be me at a hoedown party. Literally. Also saying like, I have no idea. And like, how did everybody know? I've never heard of this band before. No shit. Never in my life. Never in my life. My, I wonder if they're like a Hamptons band that they see every Wednesday night. You know what I mean? Like that. Because they're definitely, I worked at the Jersey Shore for many summers. And at one place I worked had live music. And 
first of all, I could like write their set list in advance. I knew exactly mm-hmm. what songs they'd be playing. Um, right. And they were all covers, but sometimes one would have like an original song and they came every single Saturday of the summer. So people learn the song. So I wonder if it's something like that, I guess, but I had never heard it. Oh, I wanted to say something I've noticed on Summer House is I wish we could get real music because yeah. I think the music that they're listening to often sets the vibe so much. Like I was watching one scene and they're dancing on the table and they're like, this song just makes me feel so happy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what song is it? Like, yeah, I and they, know. Always, they always play EDM music, but sometimes they'll post like uh, videos from this time. And it's like a shocking display i'm like trying to think of what the last i'm thinking one. it's like jackson oh. five like they're in the throwbacks like that classic home from the bar like let's put on all of our most favorite songs like yeah that's such the- a specific fun vibe and the show really misses it by not being able to play the specific music you're exactly right because the last one i saw was kyle like getting it to the thong song exactly and that's <laughs> like because that's i like my friends and I would come home and like dance to Mariah Carey right. and like all those people. And that was always the most fun part of the night. And I can see it in them when they're doing that. And there's always for me a disconnect. And I really felt it at this party because like they're playing EDM over them doing line dancing. And right. I don't like country or want to hear it, but I'm like the vibe of the music that they're playing on the show is so different than what's going on there. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you. I'm totally, totally with you um oh god what happens oh Craig. Paige tells uh the ladies that she cried because Craig loves her too much and asked her about the future um and she's like I really oh. liked it she goes he pulled me aside and Amanda goes here and she goes I know I said at the hoedown <laughs> sacred ground I mean she's not wrong <laughs> Kyle's 40th birthday two months ago that we're just now celebrating <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, nobody talks about how terrifying it is to be somebody's wife. Like, how do we know if this is forever? And Amanda says, she asked Kyle, uh, like, are you sure that you really want to do this with me for the rest of your whole ass life? And Paige is like, yeah, that's what I want to know. Like, is everybody always sure? And Amanda's like, no, (laughs) no. (laughs) But Craig loves you. And, you know, he's willing to make sacrifices for the both of you. So that's got to be something. Who was the third person that was with them in this scene? Uh, Sierra. I really laughed. Sierra goes, but you haven't even talked to your mom yet. (laughs) Rubbing her back too. And And Paige is like, that's why I started to cry. (laughs) I was like, okay, they're best friends. That was like a, and Summer House does it well with this, you know, like they really are obviously each other's best friends. Um, It might be because they were on the show together, but they obviously all hang out they all know each other and like sierra being like but what about your mom right. like that's you don't know that's that Paige's best friend yeah for sure <laughs> that's that's you knew you know stuff you do um so Lindsay at this point finally grabs danielle but but they like grab some hot dogs beforehand and then we have to watch them silently eat them sitting by <laughs> side by side to each other and then i love that they uh did a view of them from the back so you could just see the cameraman just Oh yeah, I was surprised. <laughs> I was surprised they did that. Yeah, it, it really highlighted how how awkward this was. It, it really like- is. By the way, Lindsay's outfit for this was incredible. Those <laughs> assless chaps with the cow print like thong bikini. I was. She's like, I feel like I'm naked. I'm like, you look good as hell. Like that was such a fun outfit. She is a babe. These these women 
ability to wear, you know, very tiny bikinis for hours. Their thighs, do they not touch? Is that what it's like to have thin thighs that don't rub together? Must be. <laughs> because either I have to have bike shorts on or I'm rubbing Mega Babe like anti-chafing cream <laughs> all over my legs every other minute. Because the literal feeling of my thighs touching kills me it like truly at the beach I keep an anti-chafing gel in my beach bag to like put on (laughs) to walk to the ocean like I I watch them I'm like their legs their thighs and just for hours and hours and hours hours like nothing it's incredible it's incredible it's just wet Ugh, I, I can't I, I hate being wet if I don't have to be I will say as a beach girly um the ba- the wet bathing suit doesn't bother me quite as much uh, I mean it does dry quite quickly yeah but still but still. no I get it like I don't know how they like film like that yeah with those yeah. heavy ass mic packs like pull you can see them like pulling right down the bikinis <laughs> right <laughs> I notice I have the men in those um the microphone necklaces yeah, the like the Love Island. Yeah, um, actually, Shore that was necklaces. Mm-hmm. that was created. Fun fact: the oh, uh, real world Hawaii created yeah. that because <laughs> oh. they were always naked and they couldn't put mic packs on them, and they were like, uh, "What are we gonna do?" Just make these little silly little necklaces. That's history, baby. That's history. Learn your history, okay? <laughs> American history by everyone's business but mine um <laughs> so <laughs> basically like Sierra's like oh look they're talking and they all turn around at the same time they're like okay we could have been a lot cooler about that <laughs> <laughs> so Danielle goes you know I've just been wanting to talk but like I've been willing to punt our conversation for the sake of like checking in on how you're doing with like Jason stalking around this party Lindsay's like I appreciate that I actually think that's like a moment for us to check in it's a real testament to our friendship right and I thought that was a great way to start the conversation by yeah, the way because it was like we are acknowledging that we are in a rough point right now but we are right. best friends we love one another we care about each other look at how I showed that I cared about you today like let's start on that I think that was a good and smart place to start it set the tone well and Lindsay fully acknowledging like yeah I saw you running and I'm th- thinking you're running away from something but you're running towards me to try to help me like I thank you you know that was really nice um so you know she's like I just Danielle says I just wanted to make sure you were okay and I love you to death and Lindsay's like yeah it, it just hasn't felt like that and Danielle says yeah for me <laughs> vice versa I just like don't want to Lindsay says I just don't want to have like a conversation dinner conversation or girls night to ever get to that level Mm -hmm. but that's what happened right so Danielle says well I just thought it would could be something that we could talk about Lindsay says but I felt very attacked and so Danielle says if you think that I would ever attack you you're so incredibly wrong like Okay, this is where Danielle really loses me. First of all, don't tell someone that they feel like I hate this is my let's unpack Liz's childhood trauma here who grew up with a dad that would scream at me and scream I'm not yelling at you. Why would you say that I'm yelling at you Mm. as he screamed and I'd be like, bitch, you're screaming at me like what are you talking about? And I really hate it when people are like, why would you feel like you weren't being attacked? It's like, well, she felt that way. So at least acknowledge she felt that way. Right. Like if Danielle had just been like, yeah, that wasn't my intention, but yeah, that happened. Like it's her being Danielle and through the rest of this conversation, she keeps doing this thing where she's like, 
Lindsay's like saying something and Danielle keeps being like, well, it's fine that I did that. It's fine that I did that. And, or you're just, you're just imagining that Lindsay. And it's like, I, I don't know. Like when she said that, like you weren't being attacked. It's like, well, it actually doesn't matter what you think because Lindsay felt that way. Exactly. Exactly. And that's it. (laughs) End of story. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, uh, they like talk about like, you know, like if you care about our friendship, Lindsay tells her, if you care about our friendship, you're not going to tell everybody else around me. You're going to come to me. Like I shouldn't be hearing from other people in so many other ways, how you feel. I shouldn't be hearing that from anybody other than you. Mm-hmm. So then Danielle Danielle's goes, response was bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you ask me a goddamn fucking question once in a while about how I feel? She also goes, I can talk about you, basically says I can talk about you to whoever I want. Yeah, whenever, whoever, at any time. What, like, Danielle, once again, when Lindsay says that, Dan, like, if Danielle had been like, Lindsay, I just, I feel like really pushed away by you. I'm so frustrated. And yeah, maybe I shouldn't be talking about you, but like, I don't know. I just feel like it's the only way to get this out is like, I go and I talk to them and I'm sorry that upset you, but like, it's just what I'm doing. But for her to be like, uh, who fucking cares that I was talking about you behind your back? It's like your best friend cares. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So then she goes on to be like, our relationship has always been me being there for you. And Lindsay says, oh, so I was never there for you ever. And Danielle goes, well, you never had to be. Mm. And so Lindsay Whoop, says, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> and that is the crux of the issue. Yep. <laughs> So then Lindsay says another thing that I find annoying, like I'm, we're going to take a demerit for Danielle, but I also don't like when people say this, well, if that's how you feel, then why were we other friends? Like, yeah, right to the mom thing. So I guess I was a bad mom, like that thing. Just so defeatist. (laughs) Well, because you can't say anything back to it. Well, why were we ever friends? It's like, because I didn't always feel this way. Like what? I, that, I agree. I, that is a really, really annoying response. It's very manipulative because it just shuts down the conversation. Um, and that's kind of a Lindsay move right to like go to that and it's something that I don't love about Lindsay I don't either because you're right it's like what do you say like obviously I'm here for a reason if I just wanted to be like fuck you I would have done that but I'm trying to make things work so (laughs) by calling you out sorry but Lindsay goes listen um sorry danielle says we're just like growing in different directions since carl and so Lindsay goes yeah i'm in a relationship of course <clears throat> danielle goes but it's not about that like i'm allowed to talk how i want in a group setting and Lindsay goes okay well then don't be surprised if i pull that back yeah because like you know in my world if i had an opinion about your relationship with robert i would have been a little bit more respectful about that than like mm-hmm. attacking you in a group setting and I believe Lindsay, but mm, for the most part, I believe Lindsay be, with Danielle specifically. I think she would have been when Danielle says, um, oh, I just totally lost my train of thought. Oh, mm. I'm allowed to. There's nothing that I hate more than when I'm talking to another adult and they pull like it's a free country type of mentality yeah. where I'm like, yeah, <laughs> right. you're allowed to do whatever the fuck you want. Like, I'm not trying to control like. Why are we talking about what we're allowed to do? I don't have rules for you. I'm asking you to be my friend and respect my feelings. I'm not saying you're not allowed to talk to other people about me. I'm saying, why as my friend would you talk about me? Right. Nobody said you're not allowed to. That's not the conversation we're having. Exactly. 
I'm getting irked. Um, and so <laughs> at that point, yeah, I mean, it just, it gets more sad and I just keep watching it and being like, sad. no, don't do First this. All, this, they are too true of friends to be having this conversation at this point. Yeah. They're too drunk. This is not a drink conversation. Um, by the way, I, we skipped over earlier in the episode, Lindsay says she's only allowed to have one shot. Um, oh yes I meant to put that in my notes I thought that was very interesting she tells cat Gabby and I think Sam yeah she's only allowed to have one shot which I thought was interesting language and she definitely could have been like I'm only allowing myself to have one shot because but that's, that's a normal way said. to talk mm-hmm. but that's not what she said yep. um I also think that as as a sober person who's been sober for nine years and like a couple weeks Ooh. um I I'm finding the sobriety stuff to be really interesting. I noticed in one episode, they literally start the episode by being like, I do not know how Lindsay dares to drink around Carl. Like, how could she do that? When my parents got married, my dad was sober. And so my mom never, and like going on and on. And then by the end of the episode, they're like, I can't believe Lindsay's like not drinking for Carl. Like she's really dulling her shine. And I'm like, Lindsay truly cannot win. And she can't win for like, losing, yeah. <laughs> like she truly cannot um, and I, I've been worried about the Lindsay and the drinking of it all. Um, because I think that it is easy in the first year to take that on with your partner. Right. Uh, especially when you didn't go into winter house and you guys are just like snuggled up in your apartment over the winter time and so happy. And I'm definitely curious how the drinking will progress going on. I think Lindsay's been fine this summer, right? Like she's, yeah. She's drinking, but not nearly as much. But that allowed to comment was definitely worrisome. But it also could have just been she was drunk. And that's like the way that she said it. Yeah, I mean, I've had a, a side eye on this whole situation because in Winterhouse, Kyle said that Carl almost broke up with Lindsay because of her drinking. And that that was like, like in the very beginning, like in the first couple months of them dating. Mm-hmm. And that was an issue and so basically like i feel like some of what kyle's uh issue or like whatever concerns about the relationship is that like carl doesn't he knows that carl does not like Lindsay drinking he knows that carl doesn't really want Lindsay to be drinking but they're both keeping it cute for each other because Lindsay Mm -hmm. wants to drink Mm -hmm. carl doesn't want to drink but he doesn't want to tell her that and she doesn't want to tell him i really want to drink because yes you know whatever and so that is I think something they're gonna have to figure out so so right there um obviously like they survived through this summer but I'm definitely curious oh that reminds me by the way I loved when Paige was like Rachel and I spent the whole winter together I'm like you literally spent eight days at that house like what the fuck are you talking about um that was a sidetrack it just popped into my head I was like the whole winter babe you were there from March 8th to March 13th like (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about yeah you don't have to fool us We we know how the scheduling works babe it's like when I would live at the shore in the summers and you would see people and you'd be like, how was your winter? Because there was only winter and summer. Like, there were no <laughs> other seasons. Um, right. But yeah, I, first of all, I think Lindsay and Carl should not come back next season. I think they yeah. are too happy to be in this. It house. doesn't make sense. It doesn't it, make sense. At least Kyle and Amanda like go out and party, you know? Um, exactly. Well, I actually... And- don't think Carl should be on the show at all. And I think he has made bad choices to come on this show repeatedly. Like, I think he's putting himself in really dangerous situations, especially last summer or like last season. I was like, what 
the fuck is he doing? I understand this is his job and he has to make money. I just, I don't feel like this is a healthy situation for him. I feel like it's very plain with fire. I'm not saying that alcoholics shouldn't ever be around alcohol. That's not the point of getting sober, but like, I don't go to raves, you know, for a reason. Like I, like I usually, once everybody starts getting too crazy, I leave the party. It's just the difference between like occasionally being around booze and like going out and being normal and like being at a frat house 24 seven. And so I'm definitely, I feel like if they come back, they're either going to be too happy to be interesting or it's going to be dark because Lindsay's going to be drinking and then they'll be fighting. And I don't know. I feel like they're, they'd be tempting fate too much to come back into this house. Carl's in such an unfortunate position. I do not envy him. He had to leave that job at Loverboy at, you know, the (laughs) liquor company or the alcohol company for plenty of reasons, right? Like both his sobriety and also his relationship with Kyle. But that also puts him in a place where his job history leading up to there, we all saw not great. So like, wasn't he a a dental salesman? Yeah, like the first season. Yeah. (laughs) And so I, it's like, what is he going to do? He doesn't want a job. What's Lindsay going to do? What are they both going to do? Because I don't feel like they're really influencing from what I can tell. Not, Not I mean, they're not at a page DeSorbo level, you know, like who has Paige is probably making more online than she's making on the show. Like Paige is making, Paige is making fucking money. Um, She's figured that out. (laughs) And I think that Lindsay well, first of all, for men, I think it's harder and should be harder. And influencing is not for men, as, I, as I've said many times. <laughs> um, and I think, Lindsay, it's not the most natural way for her to communicate with an audience through, like, content stuff. So I'm definitely curious, like, where they go from here. If all I think they keep coming down, like, mm-hmm. a year later... Mm-hmm. It would have been a perfect synergy to just send Amanda and Lindsay over to like the Roni reboot and have Lindsay them... should have been on the Roni reboot. And period. And it's like, what are we even doing here? It was a mistake. I actually wouldn't be shocked if Lindsay and Carl got a wedding special. If they don't want to come back into the house and Bravo gives them a wedding special, that I could see. Yeah, I'm curious because I think the it sounds like their plan is to probably get married after the season. And I know they're getting married in Mexico. So first of all, like, why are we getting married after seasons? What are we doing? What are we doing here? I don't know. Hello, you're on a Well, I mean, they can't get married in the middle of the season. Why not? Get married at the summer house. Have it there. (laughs) Put that on TV. I don't care for what they really want. (laughs) This isn't about us. It's about us exactly (laughs) but yeah I'm definitely curious like how I also think if they are and I've maybe questioned this to myself if they're actually a real couple um Mm. I think they are I think I do feel pretty confident they are but there is a nagging part of me that's like I'm not so sold on this still (laughs) like oh you know I'm not either I I know they're engaged but I I don't know (laughs) it's It's convenient. It's very convenient that it happened. It's a good on paper. Yes. And I think that coming back another season would just be tempting fate so badly for them. And if you're in a real, if you're a real couple really in love who really want to get married, don't go back into the summer house. I agree. This is going to, they're going to have a real 
this, they got some real hard choices to make yeah they and really- look at what happened with kyle and amanda right before they got married and the only reason they got married is because amanda is such a pushover that she still married him that's not gonna happen with Lindsay and carl Lindsay's gonna no. murder him nope 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 Lindsay I- will just kill him if she's not like this is Lindsay <laughs> hubbard we're talking about we're not talking about amanda patula yeah i don't i i really don't know how this is gonna plan out for for next uh summer but i guess we'll see in a couple months i think about kyle signing that contract with amanda's parents probably three times a week (laughs) (laughs) really the craziest thing i've ever heard anybody say and i also can't wait for when kyle gets sober and he starts sharing that in an aa meeting and everyone's gonna go ha 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 that's so funny that's such a good aa share and if you are sober and listening to this and go to AA, you know exactly what i'm talking about he's gonna sit at a little meeting and be like I was so bad. My wife's father made me sign a contract promising that if I got too drunk and left her, I would pay back all the wedding fees. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, <sighs> let's let's finish this episode up real quick. Basically, uh, Lino, Lindsay tells Danielle, I just don't really have opinions about your life on how you should live your life rather. And mm-hmm. Danielle says, well, I really don't think you care much about how I live. Yeah, so that's please- a, I, that's a hard thing to tell to your, to hear from your best friend. I don't have opinions on how you live your life. Yeah. It's a, a weird phrasing. What she should say is like, I don't want to criticize you for how I'm not you live your mental life. of you. Yeah. Something yeah. about like, it's like, you don't have opinions on me. Like, right i mean it's just like when she said like oh i'm not gonna go all the way to the, to montauk for you yeah ex- exactly it's just in the wording that's like danielle especially when danielle is like sitting there being like i need you to be nicer and pay more attention to me for her to then just like reiterate it with like i don't have opinions on you like, right right so yeah i mean Lindsay says well i i do care about you but like i trust that you're an adult who can make decisions for yourself and danielle says okay well don't assume that i have everything fucking figured out Lindsay. like i need help too mm-hmm. and so Lindsay goes well, what do you need help with are you struggling are you upset i'm giving you a hug uh, danielle i'm giving you a hug <laughs> danielle I- says, I found that more funny, but also like, I don't know. It's like Lindsay does want to be Danielle's best friend. She does. She's doing she the best. Does. She, can. she does. I don't think Lindsay knows how to have female friends. I don't think and she's very why, good at it. That's why I say she's not a girl's girl. And no, 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 no. Hub House has never been a girl's girl. No. And you know what? In a way that doesn't actually bother me. Usually a non-girls girl really bothers me. But something about Lindsay, I'm like, well, that's just who she is. And I I feel sad for her because I think Danielle's probably the best friend that she's ever had. And I'm like, don't fuck this up for Carl. I know. I've been saying that like Lindsay lives in a world of objective truth, which is not like a girl's girl universe there's just like a lot of layers and black mm-hmm. or, or gray areas and stuff Agreed. like it, and that doesn't make Lindsay a bad person it just is what it is and i think Agreed. people just don't get it all the time Agreed. doesn't translate you know what i was thinking about when i was watching all this do you remember in season two i think it was season two when Lindsay and one of the work the work is twin that stayed i guess it was lauren they were like at a sandbar at the beach and like Lindsay and Lauren like stood in the water like screaming at each other <laughs> for like eight hours and you just like see the sun going down like as they're fighting and it, the camera just like kept randomly panning to them and they were still fighting like standing in the water that's what I was thinking about because I was like that's kind of who Lindsay is with her friends and 
I think Danielle is realizing it, which is, I mean, it's tough. I feel bad for her, but she's not doing this. She's not doing it well. She's not doing it well. It's not. And you know, they hug. Lindsay says, I love you so much. And I'm really sorry. And that was the end of the episode. And I mean, like we know, usually I don't like to watch things where we know, like, I know that they're not friends now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, but I'm still finding those quite compelling. Me too. So let's move on to Vanderpump Rule. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Is it warranted? You guys, be objective. Dude, that's my she ex divorced me. Like... I know, I, I know, no disrespect. What, come on, don't do that. You don't need to put your hand in the bag, shorts. What? Don't be like that, James. I'm not going to get anything, man. I know, but don't do that. Come on, man. I'm down. I didn't do anything. I asked you to take your hand off my leg. Don't kick me. You're the one that shoved your tongue down my ex-fiance's throat last night at the white party. It was a platonic kiss. Schwartz is a f***ing pussy. Like, I just hope everyone f***ing sees the calculatedness that he's done, right? And just, like, how he's maneuvering around. Like, it's just so sneaky. Allie, back me up here. She doesn't need to back you up, Schwartz. I mean... I've honestly seen the way he looks at Raquel, like, forever. Like, let's be honest with me. And I'm also creating a little boundary between you and Ali. Like, that's not really needs to be your friend. You don't have to create a boundary. What do you mean? I'm not going to get mad and say things I don't mean, and I'm not going to do what James always does. But what we're not doing is patting me on the leg and asking my current girlfriend right now to back you up. I would do that. Was I was a kiss with my ex-fiance? Don't you dare do that. Facetious, man. Relax. You're facetious. In your big words. Talk about knowing what we know now that's ruining watching this show for yes. me. Girl. I want to watch this season without knowing about all of this. And now it's getting too tough for me because I don't know if you saw Watch What Happens Live, but at one point Lala was on and I did not she... watch because I fucking hate Lala. This Fair. is going to be a Lala hate hour just so everybody knows <laughs> if you don't like this, turn it off. Like okay. I cannot fucking stand Lala, but go ahead. The one standout thing that she said was like a bit of a preview for what's going to happen and she mentioned to Andy um, that there's a conversation that we're going to see between Ariana and Raquel that is like so jarring considering mm-hmm. what we know now. And when she said that, I like got that. I got so sad. <laughs> I, like, I, 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 I got any amount of money. Either Ariana goes to Raquel for advice about Tom or Raquel goes to advice for Ariana about a guy she's seen. That's the ru- the rumor is that Ariana says something like, I think maybe something's going on with Tom, but I don't know. I, I don't know. It sucks because like, I actually do think this season is very good on its own. Like mm-hmm. 
and I wish we could be watching this and talking about it as an audience without the Scandal stuff because it just it's the it is so outrageously bad what Tom and Raquel did that it's the only thing that's anybody can talk about and it's like everything you say has to be followed by but Tom and Raquel in a way that I'm finding exhausting because like I want to just discuss it in the moment because it's so good for the first time in fucking years (laughs) we're having a fun season and knowing that like we can't just take this in also I'm so mad at Raquel because this should be Lala's bully season again instead she gets to be like I was right and everyone's like she knew all along that Raquel is a monster it's like no that's not what happened (laughs) we just know that now especially this episode I mean Lala really Uh, was hitting on some things it was like damn (laughs) Lala was hitting on some things but also was like when she said I thought we had fun in Vegas and that we yeah. didn't make fun of you. I'm like, Lala, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, the rewriting of history about that when you guys full on mean girls her is like, come on, come on. But anyway, we'll get into that. But so, okay, last week we left off with uh, that kiss. Mm-hmm. And so now we're we're seeing everybody like cheering in the background and, you know, they stop kissing and Raquel goes, I feel like we should go somewhere more private. And Tom goes, okay, well, let's go over there. So then he goes, well, not that we're going to make out more. You would tell them over that as soon as they broke away from that first kiss, he was like, "Mm -mm, I don't like this. I'm not into it. But then they go to like some little kiddie pool and he immediately goes in for the kill. Go ahead. Okay. I am not fully on the Tom Schwartz was covering for for tom sandoval with this storyline oh, i don't think so i yeah. don't i think what was happening i think by this point tom sandoval and raquel were not having like a full-blown like we are in love affair i don't think it had gotten there yet well, i think that she in- wanted to make sandoval jealous yeah it sounded like from his howie mandel interview that they had kissed at this point mm-hmm. and that they were like trying to keep it cool and like not mm-hmm. be physical but like if things would happen and yeah but, i also course, kind know of something bet, happened at the wedding and i also kind of bet raquel in her head was like well if i can make this work with tom schwartz like i don't know like the sandoval stuff will just drop out like i don't know i also think that she probably was trying to make tom sandoval a little jealous also oh, like raquel I, wants I, to no be doubt. on the show no doubt no doubt and about she's that like if i have to make it like I because I think people are like how could she possibly like earnestly make out with Tom Schwartz if she was with Sandoval but one I don't think they were together together and two I think Raquel was like if I have to kiss Tom Schwartz to stay on this show (laughs) come here babe like let's go kiss I don't care (laughs) right right yeah I I have a feeling that he and she and Sandoval were in like some kind of like weird in between Mm -hmm. I I don't know this whole thing is like so vomitrocious but um Raquel starts talking in a confessional about how his lips and the sweet delicate kisses like I I can't I can't deal with them so when they stop making out again Tom says I won't make out with you again sorry and she's like no like you have my full permission so then she says in a confessional I feel giddy I feel happy I feel excited maybe this could be something bitch okay girl this is why i like hate that we know this because i can't just watch that confessional and laugh i have to watch that confessional and be like you are a sociopath (laughs) exactly because we know that she's probably not gone and refilmed any confessionals like no really trying to lie to us 
those confessionals are like when she is in a full-blown love affair with Tom fully, Sandoval. Fully wild. Ugh, I keep thinking about that in the first episode when Raquel tells says Tom Sandoval recently taught me what boundaries were. I <laughs> keep thinking about that because at the time, remember, we were just like, ah, what an idiot. And now we're, I'm like, oh, they probably had a lover's quarrel and he like brought up boundaries. <laughs> right. We need to build some. Yeah. And she's talking about it. Him. And she's talking about it in the confessionals. I can't. My blood pressure, my blood pressure. Um, basically, Tom tries to act like, you know, don't tell her, J- never tell Katie, but she, Raquel's like, everybody already knows. Raquel's <laughs> like, babe, do you see the camera? Like- <laughs> Hello. Did you hear the dozens of people cheering for us? What do you think, stupid? Um, I will what- say the vibe of that party, I Sheena did a good job with this wedding, okay? I'm agree. not the biggest Sheena fr- fan, but like the vibe of that white party with like the swings in the pool and how everybody was like in and out of the pool and everybody seemed to be having a lot of fun there. I was like, that looks fun. It looked really cute. It's a really cute vibe. Like as somebody who has just recently, you know, come from Mexico at a, at a wedding and a resort like that, like, yeah, they really utilize the space very nicely. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, I want to go on one of those little swings in the water. I was like, this looks fun. And everybody I'm was like that. feeling good. And also it was really funny that when they would cut back to Katie's sad hotel. <laughs> it, 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 is, it looks so humorous. fun. Yeah. <laughs> it looks so fun at the white party. The editors are doing her so dirty. And then like her and Christina Kelly are like, Bleh. <laughs> they like will barely play background music in a Christina and <laughs> scene. It's just like quiet. <laughs> oh my god! So speaking of them, uh, everybody goes back to Lala's room. Like Lala, Allie, James, Christina, and Katie. And Shady Sheena FaceTimes Lala. She's like, "Hey, what happened to you tonight?" And Lala's like, "Well, I went to dinner and then I just went back to the room." And so Sheena's mad because this is like another thing that Lala has decided not to go to. And Sheena's yes. like, okay, well, we can talk about that tomorrow. But like, I did see where you guys were sitting at dinner. Did you see Schwartz and Raquel make out? Because everyone's saying that. I didn't see it. I was cackling, one, mentioning Dan twice from Come Through Queen in this episode, but he said, Sheena calling Lala in the middle of her wedding to tell her this is such loser behavior, but also great reality TV behavior. And I was like, nobody has ever signed up Sheena better. (laughs) (laughs) She does such loser behavior that makes for such good reality TV. It's so good. That is a crazy thing to just call up Lala and be like, oh, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of mad at you, but did you see those people make out? (laughs) Yeah, I'm at my wedding party, but... (laughs) got a call so james is like how who saw who saw that so lala goes okay well, who are you hearing that from so sheena says i was talking to my friend clint he heard it i heard a cheer and then i was asking like what that was because i'm thinking like maybe there are fire dancers at some other uh, party or like whatever and um they were like oh they made out so lala goes this is so dirty to me like you have to find out if that really happened James is pissed. Katie's just sitting there, like really sad for Katie, getting lower and lower in that sofa. That was hard to watch. I, I've been going back and forth on Katie this season. Like, I think Schwartz is such a monster, and I, you can probably find me in like 2014 on someone's podcast, being like, Schwartz needs to go to rehab. Like, that man is an alcoholic. (laughs) Why is nobody else talking about this? Um, but 
watching this with her just being like i he's dead to me i hate him so much i'm like mm, that's sad but also at the same time i'm like why are you in mexico <laughs> like, i know it's because you're filming your show but also why are you here yeah <laughs> it's 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 a thing my thing with katie i was talking to my friend maya about this yesterday is that katie is one of those rare people maybe the only person that i can think of reality tv person who is like almost as sympathetic as she is unsympathetic a hundred percent and she also doesn't do herself favor she's not a good self-producer no no it, like she has done people dirty including sheena very consistently she i mean she's mean katie's a mean person when she's she wants mean. to be and, and she has a spirit that like i don't really necessarily think i want to hang out with even though i've heard she's very lovely but like just on the show she just has bad vibes like she you know. does and she always has but at the same time i feel awful for awful for her in this scene because like and once again if we could break this fucking fourth wall and she could be like, I'm going to have to watch my ex-husband kissing someone on TV. That sucks. But here's my other thing is like, I feel like maybe I feel like it based on what I'm seeing on social media. I feel like I'm in the minority of like, why is this even a debate? Of course, he should not hook up with with anybody that they know. Like, that's fucked up. There should not even be a conversation as to whether or not that's OK. It should be completely understood that like this is messy and on top of that you guys work together like take the show yeah. away that's still a girl in your friend group let's say like if this yeah. friend group existed off yeah. the show that's still fucked up and it's too close yeah i i totally agree with you and when the scene the previews first came out i was kind of like i don't know katie but then like actually watching it unfold it's like yeah because she is still being extremely generous to tom and like also she's being really nice about him on camera and like yeah be like being watching her be so like accommodating to him and then he's doing this to her it's tough and also like uh, but at the same time i'm like katie why are you being so nice to tom stop it stop he, he doesn't stop. this of it. course tom schwartz is well okay that's the other thing taking the raquel element out of this I have been baffled by Katie all season in regards to her expectations of Tom Schwartz because that man has never shown you respect a single day in his life. Ever, 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 ever. And when she says stuff like, I thought getting a divorce would make it easier for him to stick up for me. What the fuck are you talking about? And when she's like, I don't, I thought Tom had respect for me not to hook up with someone in her group. Once again, why did you think Tom had respect for you? Right. when has he ever ever shown you any sort of respect so that's a little bit where i'm like i agree with her that he shouldn't do it i'm confused as to why she thinks he wouldn't why she's surprised yeah like she keeps being like stunned by tom's behavior and if she was like yeah he's a fucking asshole this doesn't surprise me it hurts my feelings but like i'm not surprised this is what tom does but instead she's like i thought we were being friends and it's like no you got a divorce leave that man (laughs) yeah for a reason stop letting him call you bubba stop it he's diabolical he really really is um monster truly truly always has been always will be until maybe he gets sober i don't know i think he might be nice deep down maybe if he gets sober he can do some serious work on himself but until then mm -mm. until then until this is like a diamond in the rough 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 
deep in the rough <laughs> rolling in the deep um so yeah katie says in a confessional it just feels like i got punched in the gut and kicked in the face and here people are cheering him on and not one of those people cared about me which to me i say well i think those were brock's friends so yeah i don't yeah also like they don't care about you katie they don't <laughs> like i'm sorry <laughs> once, like, once again why are we acting surprised i also when brock goes we just want schwartz to be happy i was like that's such this, a fucked like, up thing to say <laughs> beyond it's so wild yeah so by the pool sheena asked brock did you see it and he's like yeah how did you miss it so they call lala together and brock's like oh yeah we saw it like we we totally <laughs> saw that so yeah like you said lala asked people why do people cheer and he's like oh well, we want to see shorts happy so lala asks or so she says raquel is a disgusting swamp creature but Sheena's like, no, 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 we're not doing this. Like, I'm going to just talk to you tomorrow. I, I did respect pay. Sheena. Like, there are multiple times in this episode where she shut Lala down and was not yeah. scared to do so. Like, multiple yeah. times where Lala started to go in and she was like, no, 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 <laughs> not doing that. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> I can't do this. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's just... Uh, well, also, just... once again, by the way, like, Lala is just such a fucking hypocrite. Imagine if somebody called her a swamp creature she'd be crying we have no idea what she went through she is the strongest person in the world and if you guys could just see it she can talk shit on everybody else all of the time but nobody's ever allowed to say boo about her she's very amber portwood in that way of like yes everything that happens to her has only ever happened to her and nobody else yes she also i mean when she calls raquel a whore i'm like girl you just told me a couple weeks ago that Raquel saying you were a mistress is an insult to all women. Oh, and Andy did ask her about that on Watch What Happens Live. And it was a viewer question of like, don't you think that's hypocritical? And she was like, yeah, but I did it. So I guess I like, sometimes I watch these shows or I read online, especially regarding Raquel. I have like curated my life so much that like I'm truly like scandalized by someone calling somebody else a whore or a slut like a lot it's so far removed from my world that when I see someone just be like she's a slut I'm like oh god I forgot people still talk like that yeah being like she's a broke cheap broke down hoe like (laughs) okay yeah I've not heard that language in quite some time no like if one of my friends said well they wouldn't be my friend (laughs) Like, and, and I'm really like racking the, the my brain of being like who what could I imagine calling somebody a fucking whore and like really meaning it I can't imagine no like I was like wow you said that on tv like I'm so I don't know suddenly I've become so scandalized by it and I think it's just because I realized like that I've done a good job like purposefully keeping people to talk like that away from me yeah and it's not like my language isn't uh flowery you know? uh, no we could just use other words <laughs> no I just I'm like oh I thought we were left that in 2016 <laughs> you would think you would think oh lord so James is like you know honestly he wants to fuck the shit out of Raquel like deep deep okay. up the ass up the pussy in the mouth whatever <laughs> okay hold on <laughs> James Kennedy although he's been very funny this season and he always is very funny how dare this man say anything like he did not cheat on Raquel their entire fucking relationship right every goddamn day they were together he probably fucked someone else um sorry but I personally believe remember when he uh broke her nose 
that he didn't break her nose, but he broke her nose. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Um, I've been thinking a lot about that. Mm. Um, we know how verbally abusive he was to her, their whole relationship. We saw it on television. I mean, the stuff that he, that she said this season that he Uh, said about her mama, uh, bitch. uh, (laughs) I would be in like prison. The stuff that James has said and done to Raquel, so for him to sit there and be, like, mad about anything she does, I find infuriating. But also, is Allie still with James in present time? hmm I would kill myself watching this on television <laughs> out of embarrassment. I would not, I would not let anybody see this. Not for one second. How is she not embarrassed? This is so embarrassing. This whole episode must be so embarrassing for her. The whole yeah. trip, is, the whole Mexico trip, is so embarrassing. Well, that's why she keeps walking away. Yeah, and also like, I, I thought Allie was truly like nineteen years old when she that first right? came on. She's like, like she me. she looks so young. Uh, she is too old to be with a man that is talking about his ex that way. I agree. girl, you have not learned that that is a red flag. And people keep trying to tell her. Lala was crying on the catamaran. Like <laughs> I'm trying to save you, girl. <laughs> they're trying like do not fuck someone who sits there talking about any woman like that but especially his his ex-girlfriend he's gonna talk to you like that you haven't learned that yet and about you quickly and she seems like a very smart girl like and get her in her confessionals alone and like okay she gets it Kara, imagine sitting next to your boyfriend as he screamed about someone wanting to fuck his ex-fiance in the pussy in the mouth are you you would, oh, I would never speak ever? to you again. It was crazy. Don't talk about your ex-girlfriend's pussy anywhere near me. No, really. Don't Burr. ever say that. <laughs> Truly. Burr. Under any circumstance. It's vulgar. It's really vulgar. You're right. You're right. Oh my God. Short but he is very funny. Like I'll get He's like so James funny. is funny. Like, He's and so he funny. is very good at TV. I just want everyone to remind to remind everyone that he like literally terrorized Raquel for the last six years. Yeah, and, and now he's acting like in on ourselves on that i think we can yeah he's so funny though. i just think we need to keep nuance with the situation yeah and like raquel is objectively the bad person when it comes to tom and uh ariana and like most of their friends but not james kennedy <laughs> no no that I, and I... honestly lala either but that's a little <laughs> different but especially not james kennedy yeah for sure for sure um Schwartz ends up passing out in his hotel room alone everybody else goes to party at Brock and Sheena's suite so I was surprised by that I was like no one gave Schwartz a bump <laughs> Schwartz goes all bumped. night you know he probably had Molly at the date that boy's party he was he oh was yeah gone, you know but um, Schwartz remember I will never ever ever forget him wandering away in the middle of the well, night to that other resort things that I think about multiple times a week uh, yeah because either way is bad if he went there to fuck some other girl why his wife was in the hotel room that's bad it's almost but it's also worse if he just was so blacked out that he just like wandered somewhere else and woke up on a lounge chair i don't know which situation is worse i think i would choose the latter honestly (laughs) if i had to um so yeah like i said he ends up passing out everybody's at the suite crustache is like raquel raquel and Ariana's like, Tom, stop. You're acting really weird. He's like, no, I'm not. I'm not acting anything. So she's like, why do you keep saying Raquel, Raquel, Raquel? And Tom's like, because she made out with Schwartz. Well, Ariana is so funny in this. She's so drunk this whole episode. <laughs> I, I love, love drunk, drunk Ariana. Ariana. When she puts her hands over her mouth and is like, no. 
Because <laughs> I think I think like part of her is actually kind of thrilled by like the drama of it all. Like it's fun and funny, right? But she oh, like yeah. does like Katie and like doesn't want. And also at this time, she really likes Raquel and knows that Raquel is going to get reamed for this. And she's right. like, no. But I was really laughing when she was like, you could see her processing it. <laughs> she's so drunk. <laughs> so yeah, at that point, when she puts her hands over her mouth, Raquel and Tom give each other this look like, like it was just such a knowing weird too close look uh-huh so ariana's like i need details and raquel's like oh you know it was just a moment and you know a lot of people cheered tom <laughs> is behind her like victory like victorious cuckoldry on his like he is elated at this mm-hmm. news and ariana says in a confessional just when i thought it was safe <laughs> You know, Katie's on her side of the resort. James and Raquel seem kind of cool. And now this happened. We went right back to where we started, if not 10 feet underground. <laughs> and then this man pulls out Schwartz's room key and goes, which first of all, you two are so fucking weird. Why do you have Schwartz's Why room key? Why do you key? have his room key? <laughs> Why do you have his room key? Raquel, here's Tom's key. Throws it on the table. Ariana throws it back at him and is like, get the fuck out of here. Like, Ew. Yeah, I was like, oh, they don't like each other. <laughs> I, would you like that? that uh-uh. No, no, like- no, 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 no. I, I please. I want everyone to be clear that anything I'm saying is not like a defense of what Tom and Raquel did. But this is the episode where I'm like, I don't think Ariana likes Tom very much anymore. <laughs> like- I mean, if my man was like sitting here clapping like we're in fucking, you just won family feud. No, I don't know how she's somebody ever. I don't know how she's ever been able to deal with his well, shenanigans. I mean, that's a million dollar question. <laughs> we'll know. Fortunately, we won't have to find out the answer to that. That's a oh, silver God. lining to this situation. Um, <clears throat> so Sheena says, you know, Tom, you have the worst jokes ever. And Ariana's like, yeah, Tom, you're the worst. And while they're both like looking in the other direction, Raquel goes, can we have fun now? And Tom goes, yeah, let's have some fucking fun. And then he gooses her. Like you can't see his hand grab. He her. grabs her ass for but you. A hundred percent. You see her reaction. It. Yeah, undoubtedly. Like there's no room for no. He grabbed her ass right that in front of his girlfriend. So crazy. In front of the friends. In front so of the evil. cameras. In front of the other guests there. In that they didn't give a fuck. Not one. Not I mean, one. And they really did. I just like keep going back to how not discreet they were being and that she was like popping up at shows all over the country, like not hiding backstage, just like fully out in the audience as the only cast member there, like traveling with him. And that's where I still am like, what was he telling Ariana? Cause I'm just still like, they just were so out in the open, which obviously in retrospect is so much easier to see. We have the hindsight view of this, but like, Mm -hmm her popping up at a st louis show and she's the only cast member there they didn't give a fuck who saw them yeah that article that came out on tmz where like it had been like rumored that she had been in st louis like people had been saying Mm -hmm. that they saw her that's been talked about since this whole shit came out but now that that picture came out i have so many questions especially because it came out like right before the howie mandel interview Mm -hmm obviously that was a picture for them right mm-hmm. like two old who other than them would have had that picture right who so like how did that who released that 
And the fact that they thought that this would be what? Because the other part of the article was that he brought her there and wanted to introduce her to his family. And they said no, because they didn't think that was appropriate. So, Which, like, thank God. Yeah. That actually made me feel a lot better hearing that because the Christmas of it all. Although, like, look, to be fair, when you live far away from your family and you're just, like, not that close with them in that way, like, I could easily... I have the type of family relationships where I could easily be like, oh yeah, we broke up. Here's my new significant other. And they'd be like, okay, like that's like kind of how my family operates. But like, so who knows what his family knew about anything, you know, like they don't live there. Who knows how close they are with Ariana, but I was relieved to hear she was not actually at Christmas. Yeah, same. And it looked like maybe like Ariana's family was in LA around Christmas. I think she was in Florida, I read, that, like, because it was the first Christmas without her grandma or something. Okay, okay. Because she had gone to Florida. But yeah, who took this picture of them? I don't, I think somebody's taking this picture. Who did they send it to? What, what is going on? I have questions. What did they think was people's reaction going to be to be like, oh, his parents did not approve of this? Like, what's, what's the end game here? Who, I really want to know who, who gave that story to TMZ same um so the other interesting is like we have this pool scene right and during the trailer there was like a part where they're in the pool and you can look at tom and raquel looking at each other but we don't actually see that play in this moment which i thought was very interesting because that seemed to be another tell oh another thing that happened on watch what happens live is that andy says that every episode moving forward they're gonna be like a lot of easter eggs yeah I a lot of like that. you're shocked at what you're gonna see stuff that makes sense they're gonna yeah. like they had time with this stuff right right and now like they're fully in this you know fully in this crazy crazy shit so basically uh, uh what happens after that oh um Lala goes back into Katie's room to ask how she's doing and she's like I just texted Tom and I was like I hate you the hate is oh, this was a really funny happened. cutaway scene everybody's having so fun in this suite and then they cut away to Kelly Christina Kelly and Katie in bed in bed Lala's heels clicking across that floor because again no music just silence. nope <laughs> um yeah so it's just wild oh Lala says something interesting she said brock says this made him happy but there's literally no chemistry between them which i think is important because like not only does lala think that this shit was wrong she also thinks is suspect Mm -hmm. which she's been saying like i think something has been weird this whole time so you can tell like the seeds are being planted with her like something is weird um so yeah katie's pissed she's like we were together for 12 years like if you want to hook up or have sex i get it like but this is just mean like this way is really mean which once again why are you acting like he's not been this way all 12 years yeah that that's my thing and i i hope i'm not coming across as like victim blamey because i'm like so proud of katie for leaving schwartz and i'm so glad she finally told him to fuck off after this like but i just am so deeply confused by her thought process in this season i mean like i just just, i can't pattern of behavior yeah like i just can't wrap like she she saw it enough to finally leave him right but then i i just don't understand why it took this for her to realize how awful he was because he's he cheated on you repeatedly when you were married 
that's actually worse girl that's worse than him kissing raquel i think like to protect her own self she's like i think that she just had to do that you know i guess i'm like i'm glad that she's moved on from this like i'm very glad she's moved on from this thought process it's just a bizarre it's bizarre to watch because i i don't get what she's thinking she held on to like goodwill with him to the very last drop isn't it crazy that she doesn't talk like she should be talking more this season about how much tom cheated on her it's surprising that yeah she doesn't and i feel like there was a question maybe danny or maybe she was on watch what happens live where they asked her about that like it seems like you it was danny seems like you were protecting schwartz and even in that moment she was still protecting him yeah and it sucks because he needs no protection that man yeah like katie he fucked so many other girls when he was with you although you know she convinced herself that here's the thing i don't think tom schwartz can really get it up very much because he drinks so much would be my guess and i bet she's like he couldn't fuck other girls but it's like katie he tried right so why are you so if he would fuck other people when you were married or make out or whatever you convinced yourself why are you surprised he would kiss raquel fair question that was a fair question Uh, i guess it's good though that this happened and it like shook her out of this like schwartz and i are going to be best friends and have the best divorce thing like she needed something to happen i just don't really get why it's this well i think it's one of those you know they say like you know your your signs from the universe will just get louder and louder and louder like Mm -hmm. you can handle something not happen on on camera like if you can just that's true the on camera yeah on camera of it all i mean though but how many times they talk about him kissing other girls on camera well I mean, if you don't see them, it, it <laughs> makes the blow a little bit harsh, or less yeah, harsh, uh, rather. Um, I'm so glad she left that man. Oh, oh man. Sheena and the bridesmaids go to the spa. Sheena has hair pearls, and I love that. What <laughs> what we needed the pearls and the hair for for the spa trip, I don't know. But They thanks. were on the night before, and I think oh, she just okay. didn't take them off. Okay, but also, cool. like, you can sleep in them? <laughs> she, I feel like Sheena is very uh, used to just sleeping, sitting up okay actually i can perfectly picture her laying like as straight as a vampire like <laughs> <Truly> <laughs> with, with a full face over her chest <laughs> a full face of makeover or makeup on like completely stiff her hair exactly how she wants it and she just like pops up in the morning i can oh, yeah. <laughs> if, any, if anybody shanna is our strongest soldier i have been saying that if anybody I, that she can i bet she trained herself to do that when she was like 13 and it's just well, been doing it ever since <laughs> yeah she saw it in one Teen Vogue article <laughs> and was like, that's me. This is going to be my life. <laughs> and I love her for it. Ugh. I do. <laughs> um, so she tells like the girls, my issue with Lala is that she didn't show up to the white party even when she- I told her that was the second biggest event for my wedding. So Sheena says in a confessional. That's before- the most classic line Sheena's ever said, by the way. <laughs> I love her. this is the second biggest event for my wedding (laughs) she just says in a confessional you know before lala was splitting her time with katie she was planning on going to everything and now she's basically just been like flaking one by one event so then sheena brings up the makeout and raquel's like um yeah i was actually wondering if i could like walk down the aisle with tom instead of jay so she facetimes tom to ask like Will you walk down the aisle with me? He's like, that yeah. Was crazy. This is like a Raquel that I'm like, I think Raquel really thought she was going to be like the star of this season and decided Definitely. to like, well, what she is. I mean, Miles was like, you I got mean- your wish, girl. 
Um, be specific <laughs> about what you put out there in the universe, you guys. <laughs> be very specific with the vision board. Um, but I think that she thought that this would all be very cute. Yeah. And first of all, it was like never going to be cute if it was shorts, you know, like mm-hmm. it was all, even if like this, I think that it would be more split if the Sandoval stuff never happened. I think people would be because they just fucking hate Katie, right? Like people just hate Katie and they love Schwartz. And I think they would be a little more forgiving towards Raquel and Schwartz if the Sandoval stuff never happened. Right. But there would still be controversy. Like you just don't, Schwartz is not going to be your, your answer for this. Never. Never. If anything, Oliver would have been a better pick. Well, minus like, you know, the whole wife thing. But I just mean as far as like, if you want to get a relationship onto this show and have like a cast member, they could have brought Oliver on easily. You know, like there were other options and it was never going to be Schwartz and that kind of shows how fucking stupid she is. And that I guess she has nobody in her life that's like, no, your hero season is not going to come from you making out with your friend's ex-husband. She really lives by this code of like we're not friends or I'm not friends with Katie so like it's okay and good luck with that girl I mean how's it working out for you Katie or Raquel like sat at a table with Katie's mom with her mother as her mom scolded can you imagine we're I would not talk enough about that scene because I would have dissolved into a puddle on the ground if somebody's mother was like you're breaking my daughter's heart so like Raquel eh, like this was never gonna be the winning moment for you no matter what happened now you're the biggest the biggest loser of all oh you outdid yourself girl congratulations god i cannot wait for next season oh it's gonna be anybody that calls for them to be fired i'm like we are such different people you and oh please stop it we're such different people all i want to (laughs) see all i want to see is those two motherfuckers together like trying to navigate this it's all i want it's all i want it's gonna be so fun and funny yeah andy actually did talk about uh because you know those rumors were like oh you know sandoval did that interview and like bravo execs are pissed off and they want to fire him um so andy came on his uh yeah i saw i saw andy was like chatting about it yeah he said he found out about the interview last week and he was pissed like he was Mm -hmm. definitely annoyed but that ultimately like it doesn't really like he was able to have his one-on-one conversation with tom and i was thinking like okay given the fact that howie didn't know anything about the situation (laughs) really could not possibly take away from the reunion because andy at least you know knows who sheena is exactly their conversation is going to be completely different because he knows what's up (laughs) okay i personally think tom sandoval talking about this with somebody who he thinks is very cool and famous that has no knowledge of the situation and so he literally could just tell the most insane stories (laughs) that everybody in the public is like what is he saying Mm -hmm. huh is very great but like tom and raquel have made vanderpump rules the most relevant it has ever been they are not getting fired no they get no matter what they do they're not getting fired like no it would be stupid like for what they're trending on twitter every day yeah every day tmz was posting about them every day for weeks yeah they're not going anywhere never 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 we always at least have to have an exit season but we'll see we'll see so um 
Yeah, I mean, basically, she tries to lie and say in a confessional, well, Ariana actually says in a confessional, I'm starting to think that Raquel may actually have feelings for shorts because it's almost like she's living in some rom-com and I think she might be the only one in it. Uh, uh. It's so bad. She's uh, not. She's not. She's not. She's not. <laughs> Your boyfriend's in it with her. <laughs> I just want to like put my arm through the through the TV and be like, no, girl, don't say any of these nice things about her. So then we get to really the scene of the probably one of the scenes of the episode for me where James and Allie are at the pool. <laughs> this was so funny. <laughs> Tom walks up like Mr. Fucking Nice Guy, like, hey, can I hang out with you guys? Uh, What happened last night? And James is like, you're kidding me. <laughs> he goes, so you made out with Raquel last night? And Tom goes, what? No, I didn't. The audacity of this man. And James goes, you didn't? And Tom goes, no, I right, I did. But like, look, here's the thing. Can I explain? Tom goes, yeah. Or James goes, yeah, sure. Like, he's be actually being very chill about this, all things considered. This whole thing was so fucking funny. Once again, though, Allie, girl, what the fuck are you doing sitting here while this conversation is happening? Get up and leave. This is embarrassing. <laughs> I want better for you. You are very pretty. You seem very nice. You seem sweet. What are we doing here? Um, Honestly, but that I have to disagree with you. I have to say, like, if I were Allie in this particular situation now, because the other situation already happened we got up the pussy up the ass like maybe that's you know informing other things but like if this had just been the only conversation i would have been rocking with him if i were Allie. yeah really i because i think he was being very chill about it and i think he was being fair so let's let's get into it so tom says me and raquel don't have a thing and james goes if you guys say you don't have a thing again like it's kind of offensive but go on (laughs) So then Tom goes, well, it was like Katie forbid me to make out with her, which is like kind of strange. Like I'm an old man and this is middle school shit. Like for some reason, it kind of felt like sticking it to the man last night. Okay. That literally defines their whole relationship. Katie is his mommy that he wants to upset. And yeah, I mean, this is exactly why to the man. Hmm? It's sticking it to the man. Like that's your ex-wife exactly he he that is exactly why he made out with Raquel because he knew this is what he does he knew that she was upset about something Mm -hmm. and so rather than apologize because they went to that pub at dinner when he was like being an idiot he already knew she was upset Mm -hmm. and so rather than like take accountability he goes over there and asks her some dumb shit like can you trim my armpit hair something that he knows that a she's not going to do and b she's going to be pissed off that he asked her to and so what does he do he uses that like oh she's being a bitch to me i'm gonna now make out with raquel because i'm sticking it to the man by the way excuse he's a monster james was the wrong one to do his like all shucks guy thing with because (laughs) james will call that out every time he can't do that with james at all and and thank god for that so yeah James goes, okay, that's your excuse. And Tom goes, I don't know. I, I've been fucking a f- sad fucking sack of a human being for the past six months. So James goes, okay, well, did making out with Raquel make you happy? <laughs> Tom goes, oh, I guess temporarily, like Katie's living with me. And then Short says in a confessional, you know that thing like the princess and the toad? Over the past year, I've I've never felt less sexy or desirable. And then along comes Raquel and you know she's like she's got pageant history like she's a total princess and I thought the kiss would just be like a snap me out of it thing and the producer goes and did it and he goes 
Uh, yeah, honestly, I think it did. Call me Prince Charming. No, I will not do that. In the middle of this, can we talk about Joe? I'm yeah. so confused by Joe. Is he with Joe at this point in time for real, or is that just a rumor? Like, I am so confused. Um, does he have I, a living girlfriend at this point in time or not? Well, Katie said no that she does not live there, but she hangs out there. She spends. He called her his roommate though. Well, she said that Joe was never the roommate. She had just uh, her apartment wasn't ready, or she couldn't move in at the time, so she like crashed there. But I mean, it seems like there's something going on. I just feel so confused by the Joe of it all. I actually also heard that there was a, I think like a some sort of blind item about how Tom came back from the winter house because he was filming this season, saying that he fell in love with one of the girls there. So I don't know. I kind of feel like the Joe thing might not be real. I don't think it's like as deep as people think. Like, because she she may have been like a. People are acting like he had a living girlfriend at this point. And I'm like, did he though? I think it was like a fuck buddy. That's what I think too. Yeah. I I don't think it's really that deep, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, It's just weird to talk about. Like, I thought kissing this person would like pull me out of it when you have like a living girlfriend and or fuck buddy. Also, like, yeah, Katie is not the last person you kissed. Like, let's not even in your marriage. So, like, like, why are we even playing this game? <laughs> you kissed Katie goodbye one last time before she dumped you, and then went out and kissed somebody else, and came back and she dumped you. And you probably already had some other woman's breath on your mouth when you got there before. Yeah, Katie you know he you, so like you know he like texted some twenty-two-year-old fan like immediately. Yeah, <laughs> let me scroll through my DMs real quick. Um, so. James says, I'm not picking sides, but let's be real. Katie's a hard nut. She means business. You're probably dead to her right now. And so Tom goes, is it warranted? Like, you guys, be objective. And James goes, I cackled when he said that. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, be objective? James goes, she's my (laughs) ex-fiance. So Tom puts his hand on James's knee and it's like, I know, I know, like no disrespect. So James like kind of jerks his knee back and he goes, Tom goes, oh, come on, don't do that. James goes, you don't need to put your hand on my leg. So Tom says, don't do that again. And James goes, I'm not doing anything. And Tom says, I know, but don't do it. <laughs> and he's like, I just asked you to take your hand off my leg. You're the one who shoved your tongue down my ex-fiance's throat last night. And Tom that's goes, where, that's where he lost me with the alley of it all. Mm, fair. I, I just think he shouldn't be talking about sexual acts regarding Raquel in front it's of her. It's graphic. Yeah, I agree. I will agree with you on that. Also, he shouldn't, like, I'm not saying that he shouldn't feel any sort, well, I personally think he shouldn't, because I think he's a monster who cheated and abused Raquel the whole time. So, like, how dare you even say anything? But, like, if we take that aspect out of it, like, I'm not saying that you can't be, like, upset about something that your ex did, like, if you have a new significant other, but, like, I don't know just the way he talks about it so graphically and so he seems so upset by it if I was Allie I'd be like let's not talk about her tongue or her mouth or her pussy or anything again please (laughs) but Tom fucked up by being like hey what happened last night I I have no idea I like out of all people to do his all shucks things to it's not James right and you should have went to Tom and Ariana's room and done it there you didn't even have to which he did later with tom sandoval he was like i didn't make out with her he's like yeah stupid but yeah um so then james says in a confessional 
Schwartz is a fucking pussy and I hope everybody could see the calculatedness that he's done now he's just maneuvering around like he's just so sneaky so Tom asks Allie to back him up and James goes she doesn't need to back you up and also I'm creating a little boundary between you and Allie like that's not going to be your real your friend okay that was psychotic like <laughs> Allie be on my side like, you're on my side against James and Katie for me kissing Raquel <laughs> wild and for him to have the audacity when james being like i'm creating a boundary with this he's like what like well you did just lie about making out with her ex his ex-fiance so you know okay so then he's like you know hi uh, Allie's like you know i'm i'm not i don't really need to do this like you don't need to create a boundary between me and tom and so James goes, I'm not going to get mad. I'm not going to say things I don't mean. I'm not going to do what James always does. But we're not going to do is like patting me on the leg and asking my current girlfriend to back you up on a kiss with my ex-fiance. Don't you dare do that. There. A reasonable <laughs> thing to say, James. Yeah. <laughs> so then Tom says, I was just being facetious, man. Relax. And James goes, fuck your facetious and your big words. <laughs> it's also funny that you would go to James for this because I feel like Schwartz and James have never really been close not like that like james has never been a well first of all james is an ally to no one don't ever go to james to be your ally (laughs) like if you really want you know what i mean like that Mm -hmm. that man is not trustworthy he goes with the wind but schwartz and james are like he should have went to sheena and brock like there were others who would have like played along with this but like it was never gonna be james that's not even really your good friend in any way it was a foolish move all around he should have went to Sheena and Brock. They would have been like all in on it. And it's I'm not sure. that bad. I don't know why Katie's so upset. We're so happy you're happy now. <laughs> People just want him to be happy, mate. <laughs> God, fucked up um, to say. <laughs> <laughs> so then we see Lala going into Sheena's room. Another scene of the episode. And Sheena's like, okay, are you coming to the dinner tonight? And Lala's like, no, we're going off the property. <laughs> So Sheena goes, okay, what happened last night? Because I thought you were at least like coming. And Lala goes, Sheena, my life is intense right now. And I want to surround myself with women who really want to rally around and support each other. Raquel reminds me of one of those girls who would go and be with Randall, like the dirtiness of it. And nobody can convince me otherwise. And then she says in a confessional, there's a certain caliber of chick where they just don't think about anybody, but they're insecure selves. Raquel has made Katie feel some type of way like those bitches felt made me feel and like now i'm triggered because you fuck with somebody that i love okay we need to stop here because the fact that lala identifies as katie and not raquel in that situation <laughs> is insane the first the, of all she yeah. seems like someone who would fuck randall uh knock 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 Ooh. ring 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 the call's coming from inside the house girl uh, like what yeah. are you talking about let me send a quick email to amber childers and ask like, her how she would feel <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about you fucked him you talked about eating his ass on camera and now you're telling me you never even came from him right and yet you ate that man's ass and talked about it on camera and like those the way that those girls like what are you talking about you are not the katie in this situation you are the insecure girl that like took it out on everybody else and did a bunch of fucked up things and this is what drives me absolutely fucking insane about lala because here's how this conversation could go differently Lala, I'm really good, or Sheena, I'm really going through it right now. 
you know that like this has been really hard for me with my sobriety like I just couldn't handle a party last night I'm sorry and like tonight I don't know I just cannot be around Raquel like I understand I want to be there for your wedding I love you but like she doesn't she's she doesn't yeah, want to but, be there for her wedding. <laughs> but I'm telling you, this is like all she has to do to sound like a normal human. And if she's yeah. just like, I just can't be around Raquel tonight, but like, it has nothing to do with you. But instead, and like, it's just all Lala has to say about all of the shit that she's been through is like, look, I was drinking when I met Randall and I made a lot of really bad choices that I really regret. The behavior really like looking back it doesn't even feel like me I feel so far removed from it it's really upsetting that I behave that way but instead she's acting like it never happened yeah and that's really wild and I she was asked about that on watch what happens live again and she is basically like I it it was like a viewer question of like don't you feel like this is hypocritical And she's like I'm not answering that so I mean it's like not even worth debating I guess she's just like is choosing to be like to just leapfrog over this very like clear comparison and and mirror for what yeah. happened in your own life with Randall yeah not it, that long really ago wild. it's just so confusing to me because like she has the perfect out like she was drinking then and now she's sober and she wants to be a better person for her daughter like she has the perfect excuse like she's yeah. you know what I mean like she has it but instead she'll either be like I was drinking so it doesn't count or exactly. like like she doesn't even bring it up in the right way it just I don't get how she can't see that this could be played she could get so much more sympathy and this could be played so much better if she just worded things a little differently if she would just say like I know how this is because I used to be that girl yes if she was like I used to do the shit Raquel did that's how I got with Randall yeah instead of saying Raquel's the type of girl that got with Randall right you're the type of girl who got with Randall you never fucked Randall you did and it's yeah and it's like you yeah and you also fucked her ex-fiance too you know yeah. like <laughs> also it's just I don't know because Lala Randall is a monster Lala t- or Randall took advantage of her she was so young she For was sure. an alcoholic like he totally took advantage of her i I personally think that she knew that he was married full stop but even so she was like 23 years old he was getting her roles she had her fucking coked up probably to the gills 99% of the time blackout drinking like Lala got fully taken advantage of and it's weird to me that she can't she can't just like own that Mm -hmm. instead it's like I, I don't know. It's so hard for me to like pinpoint it exactly. I don't know why she can't be like, yeah, I used to feel that way. And look at what happened. Look at the kind of guy I ended up with. It was really awful. Like, it's really, I it's sad that Raquel is that way. And I don't want to be around her because it like reminds me of all the bad decisions that I made. Like, that's all she has to say. Yeah, I agree. And it would show a lot more growth on her end. Yes. It's just, there's no growth whatsoever for her to just be like, I had no idea he was married. I did nothing wrong ever. Everything is good. Now I don't drink. I hate Randall. Bye. Like that, it just doesn't make sense because like she did do bad stuff, but also all the bad stuff she did is extremely understandable Mm -hmm. and can be really easily explained. And yet- Her refusal to do so and like just sticking it and like acting like we didn't all see this shit is wild. Like instead of being like, there's accusations he did a casting couch. Why doesn't she say- Randall took advantage of me wanting to be an actress and casting couched me mm-hmm. 
And I was too naive and blinded by him to realize what he was doing. And I look back on it and I'm horrified. Yeah. She, I, I want more for her. Me too. She should call me and we should, you know, we can have a little <laughs> AA talk and I can, maybe I should sponsor Lala is what I'm saying. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just, just, just kidding. I just, I, I feel, I think, especially like I want her to say the right thing because I, I do think like the steps have given her perfect language for it. Yeah. And I just feel very confused as to why she can't find it. There's a lot of lack of accountability, which seems to be the cornerstone of sobriety yeah I mean like not for nothing like I did so much fucked up shit right like I did so much fucked up shit and I own it because I did it and like right. the the reason that I can own it is because I don't live that way anymore right. and if people don't want to like me because of the things that I did I get it that's fair that's fine like there's been stuff I've said on my podcast where I'm like if you don't like me because I'm admitting this like I get it like that's fair because mm-hmm. I did bad shit all I can say is that I did that because I was a drug addict and active addiction and now I'm sober and I live a completely different life. I have yeah. an AA, it's called you're making living amends. Right. And like my whole life is just making living amends to the universe, right? And like correcting my behavior and just not being that person. And Lala seems to like think like that person didn't exist. And she thinks that we also feel that. Yeah, where it's like, it's so it's it's actually okay all of the things that she did she was an alcoholic an active yeah. addiction like yeah. I know saying it's okay is a little easy but well, I mean it's, an, it's a general word I, it, I know like it's not okay but it's a, like there's an explanation for it and if you have genuinely changed your behavior you don't need to hide it because that's not you anymore and nobody would accuse yeah. you of acting like that anymore but also I don't know maybe being on a reality tv show just like rots your brain in such a way that makes taking accountability like that impossible I I don't know I mean I think I think that's always been kind of Lala's thing sobriety or not I mean we're seeing it I mean yeah I, I think that's just kind of maybe inherent to her yeah Lala sucks <laughs> um so yeah I mean here by the way Lala looked so fucking hot this whole trip can we oh when she came into that room uh, with the bikini and the, uh, and the thing oh bitch I'm like that blue set she was that blue set she was wearing with like the bikini top shirt like mm-hmm. she, her hair looked so good her face she was doing like a more natural she looked so fucking hot every time they scanned her I was like damn Lala and, and this season I keep thinking really like too like yeah yeah this season I've been thinking like oh Lala looks like her hair is about to fall out of her head like it's so fried I don't know this season she just like I haven't been like whoa stunning Lala in these episodes I've been like oh my god she looks amazing so I mean props to her for that yeah good good for her the outfits were all so good which she doesn't always do somebody styled her for this this trip and it was amazing they did a good job although apparently she said on her podcast that white dress that she was wearing the night of the white party she wanted to wear to the wedding until someone told her she couldn't (laughs) that must be why she asked christina if she could wear or somebody if she could wear like a short set like baby what what's happening here why are you asking the day a white dress to somebody else's wedding that's wild like you know that lala knows that you cannot do that yeah that would have been really good tv though i actually kind of wish she did you know what it's a fair point (laughs) imagine 
<laughs> Sheena would have stopped in the middle of her vows and been like, hey, La. <laughs> um, can, we cameras. Talk? can we talk? Can we sidebar real quick? <laughs> Brock, honey, hold on. Yeah, cut the cameras dead ass. <laughs> oh my God. I had to go fight Lala. <laughs> These nails are going to make a fist tonight. You know what? <laughs> uh, so this is where Lala really, really cracks me up. So she tells Sheena, this is what's going on here. Um, this is where you're getting it twisted. Because Sheena's like, listen, I just feel like this is not Katie's vacation. This You're here for my wedding, not for Katie's vacation. And Lala goes, this is where you're getting it twisted. Everyone outside of this has other things going on. I cackled at that. Your wedding is the most important thing to you. It's not the most important thing to everyone here. <laughs> that was amazing. Although I will say it's kind of wild to say that to someone when you're on their destination wedding trip. Kind of. <laughs> it is 2000% the fuck wild. I think most brides do need to hear that sometimes. You know what I mean? Because wedding planning, I think, just makes you so crazy because the pressure is so high Absolutely. that sometimes people do need a reminder. But like, I don't think she's being asked to go to that many events. Like, because it's not just that you're you're on your cash trip, girly. Well, exactly. Like, literally, not even Christina Kelly would be here if it wasn't for Sheena's wedding. Yeah. So, it's so, I and it's get not even like they're, they're like trekking around LA, like she's getting married in LA and you're having to go to Brentwood and yeah. Del Rey and here, there, and everywhere. Like, no, you were just here. at the hotel. Exactly. You have literally nothing else to do. That's yeah. why they have these five star resorts. So you don't have anything yeah. to do. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know. I was, I am someone who doesn't want to go to a million events, but like, so I maybe not, will not go to your destination wedding. If it just seems like too many events, exactly. once you're there, you're committed is kind of my thought. And like, what are you so busy doing? Yeah. Going and to she's like, I, she keeps doing that. Like I have to be with people who protect my peace. And like this is where the Amber Portwood jumps out, like, and not everybody's here for you. Like, we all have a lot of things going on. Yeah. It's like, I well, know. no, you're all literally there for Sheena. This is why you're here. These events are why you're here. Also, like, another thing that's not being said is like you filming with Katie cuts time for my wedding, bitch. Mm-hmm. And also she made it very clear that like last episode like i want to hang i really want to hang out with my crew i really don't want to do this stuff and it's like okay well then why are you here exactly why didn't the three of you just get a hotel somewhere else in mexico right and made bravo film well probably because they wouldn't it would have been difficult but you know what along that strip there are a hundred resorts yeah britney and jacks were right next door along that very same road i drove past that place i know what it looks like there are truly like so many places that they probably could have filmed at it's it's, they're crazy i wonder if bravo said we're not filming you unless you're at sheena's wedding probably to katie and to katie and lala because it's not like they could have just had a skeleton crew over there like they didn't need a whole production yeah i don't i don't know i've fourth wall questions about like filming questions regarding this because that's obviously why katie is in mexico right <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> she, she is there because she's like um if i don't come i'm not gonna be in three episodes like exactly they're not i gotta gonna... go on the cash trip bitch like, yeah i already uh filled up punched up one time at christina's kelly's backyard they're not gonna go back again they're not doing it so you know let's hop on a flight <laughs> She's not making a saucy season three mistake and you better fucking believe it. (laughs) 
She said, I saw what happened. We're not doing that. Right. Yep. (laughs) So then we get to the rehearsal dinner, right? And which um, is at a very bizarre location. I don't know. I like hibachi, but like for your rehearsal dinner, it's weird. It's strange, but I guess it's just because it's like big groups. And in the hotel and yeah. Well, I I kind of have a feeling the hotel picked where these pre-wedding events would be happening that were like optimized for filming and showing off their resort because there this whole thing was comped the amount of, oh, when yeah. they went to the spa they let them do the entire spa spiel did you mm-hmm. notice that mm-hmm. welcome welcome to the dream spa we're gonna have you put on ropes here then we're gonna walk over here we offer all of these amenities oh when you come here you're gonna make your own scrub <laughs> then we're gonna come through this door. like it was like a five fucking minute scene where right. they explain what happened in the spa like this shit is comp they gave a lot of time to this hibachi place so i'm guessing but like as a as a rehearsal dinner venue it's bizarre it's, it's in general it's bizarre although yeah. look banging i i fucking love a hibachi put me in a table full of strangers and a hibachi and we're having fun and i hate strangers my mouth is open yeah. throw that fucking shrimp right in here bitch <laughs> i'm ready do the do put the that shrimp. volcano fire yep. going the onions yep stack them up baby i'm ready <laughs> i will cheer and clap that shit on <laughs> um yeah put the put the fried rice in a heart do i love you we're gonna do i i'm ready i'm here for it extra tip thank you um so the seating is very awkward because (laughs) raquel is sitting next to schwartz who's sitting next to sandoval but then they find out that Allie and james are showing up so then schwartz and raquel switch so now sandoval sitting in between ariana and his other girlfriend oh my god the yeah. scene of that will live forever like a screenshot of that will live forever because that right. is crazy Oof, the visual the absolute visual um so tom is like kind of talking to raquel schwartz rather about you know we're like anti-establishment we're rock and roll for what we did making out with okay. whatever <laughs> so- once again your wife is not the establishment. You are <laughs> such a bad man. You are such a bad husband. I thought the law and the law one. Like, what like, is wrong with you? Like, that was your wife. Like, <laughs> you are so awful. Like Voldemort. Like All I could think about was Tot and Sandoval kicking in the door and screaming. He's like a battered wife when he was doing this little spiel. Because it's like, their dynamic was so sick. Sick oh my god you're sitting on the toilet with that wig cap on i'll never forget really one of the most iconic moments that's ever happened on my television no honestly like you know i will give sandoval nothing but that kicking in the door at the right time was art it was cinema i mean look he's an actor he's got a tv you know when he's hysterically (laughs) crying to Kristen, like that's so fun (laughs) Uh, we really had a time um these were the best days of our life they really were um so yeah they're giggling about how anti or how rock and roll they are and james goes what so you made out with pete on schwartz and like um can you make out with anybody else in our friend group and Nicole's like i'm trying to live a little and james is like live a little but like did it have to be like with schwartz and peter and like all these people at this point ali's soul leaves her body <laughs> yeah <laughs> She is- first of all they're fighting over schwartz which is always funny when like people are sitting in a line and two of them are fighting over each other that will always look funny on tv about him yeah about <laughs> him yeah i mean i'm surprised james didn't call her a slut he wanted to i'm but sure if, like think of 
this is how he's always talked to her on camera imagine what it was like off camera no i know i awful horrible horrible <sighs> okay so yeah, it's then... like so slut you want to fuck anyone else like right. Right. Honestly. So he's like, So you're gonna just make out with all these people? And she's like, Well, these are the people around me. And James like, Okay, well, I think you're a little bit lost. And but this also has nothing to do with me. So but what he's really mad about is that Raquel, he's seeing Raquel's storyline. He's like, that's why he was upset when Raquel invited him to Tom and Ariana's party. Right. <laughs> because he's well, like, Hold you could come hold the fucking phone when is Raquel inviting me places this right. is my television show although James should understand as James who most successfully fucked his way onto a show like more successfully than anyone else in history has fucked their mm. way onto a tv show James mm-hmm. did it perfectly brava like all of the props but he should know that like you you can say on this show and you're an ex like that's how you're on this show James and I think he's like seen like oh my god she's gonna get so much screen time with Peter She's going to get so much screen time with Schwartz. And he was right. But also it is funny that he asked, did you fuck anybody else or hook up with anybody else? And Sandoval is sitting right there. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the answer is yes. <laughs> and, and I'm about to in about eight hours. And all of you guys don't even know it. So, oh my God. So then he's like, he's like, and it was just funny. Like every time I look at you guys having a conversation in the corner, it's like obvious chemistry. Stop fucking lying to yourself, mate. Have a little balls. So Tom tells Raquel, or he goes to Raquel, like, have we ever touched each other? Have we ever had one romantic moment before <laughs> last night? so mean. <laughs> and Raquel's like, it's been, like, very flirty. She's and like, then yeah. she says in a confessional, I thought there was chemistry between us. So now that he's minimizing it and giving me, like, high fives, it's a little heartbreaking. Is your heart broken, though? I was cackling at that. Tom Schwartz is such an asshole. <laughs> things that i would have had sympathy for her if i knew she didn't have a boyfriend at this point you know yo a hundred percent she would look so sympathetic here because we'd be like we saw tom flirting with her what is he talking about right right but instead yeah the answer is yeah she fucked somebody else at that in their friend group and he's sitting right next to her and his girlfriend so unfortunately we cannot feel bad for you raquel not at all she does get one shot in when james points out like it's just really weird considering we were together for five years and she's like yeah we were together for five years and three weeks later you had a girlfriend so (laughs) and then he goes back yeah she's the love of my life i've never been happier because nothing's as happier in the love of your life than sitting next to your new girlfriend screaming at your ex-fiance because you're upset (laughs) that she's hooking up with other people that is like the epitome of if you look up happiness in the dictionary they just play this video never been happy before in my life i don't even think i was actually in love with you actually that thank god we didn't get married imagine sitting next to your boyfriend. now that i'm like oh as he says ooh. to his ex-fiance i actually never loved you that is a lover's quarrel line like oh, get so out of sure. here thank god we didn't get married i was like yeah thank god but ali's like um i'm gonna go that yeah. really made me laugh as good <laughs> for you ali i have to go say goodbye to lala Ali's like, I'm just trying to be on fucking TV so I can get my goddamn tarot card business off. (laughs) I have to deal with this. I'm looking like a fucking idiot, but I'm already on this show and Mm. I want to be on Vanderpump Rules. So I'm going to deal with this. (laughs) She's like, God damn it, James. Like, I I really wanted that steak and chicken combo. And now I got to miss out on my meal to go hang out in the lobby with Katie and Christina. Thanks a lot. She's like, I was going to pull my tarot cards out. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. So she gets up and James actually follows after her. He brings his plate her plate oh, of dinner. Eventually. Eventually. But... <laughs> it takes him a minute. <laughs> it, it she's um, sitting there with she's sitting there with katie lala and christina kelly for quite a minute comfy she seemed comfy um but then they all decide to go they all decide yeah. to go with uh the girls tom actually notices that katie and them are leaving and so he tries to like say something to her but lala intercepts and is like i don't really think this is the time right she's really upset this is not like a, just a silly thing like this is really deep so he goes this back. is where it's like i lala can be good she looks sunny in the scene she's standing up to her friend she's going at the right person and this is where i'm like i just wish you could do this all the time yeah yeah this was a good look for her oh so they but then at the same time it's like why were you at the rehearsal dinner girl <laughs> like, <laughs> you should have been eating hibachi hello hello <laughs> so yeah i mean basically they they leave the restaurant looked really cute it was like okay really cute that food looked banging i was like i mean i i bet the food at that resort is good because it's a a high-end resort but like going to a real restaurant when you've been staying at a resort is nice yeah i agree it it, after a few days it is nice to kind of like yeah you see all the same people every time like it's just nice to go off agreed um so yeah the pl- and i also am a sucker for like a black plate it just seems very elevated agreed all that food <laughs> looked good looked really good um yeah it looked so- chic in there i noticed that i was like oh that's cute yeah yeah so james is like you know the hibachi was actually kind of like a quadruple date and katie goes oh and raquel or tom and raquel and tom are dating I'm like yeah yeah they are katie yeah. Katie. Not the ones you think they are. But yes, that is correct. Um Ask, Katie, Katie asked the right questions. <laughs> she just didn't know. <laughs> didn't even know. So she's like, I want to light them both on fucking fire. What he did crossed every fucking line. There's no coming back from this. I sat them both down with tears in my eyes. I had one request. Yeah. You fucking drunk imbeciles. And she's a hundred percent right. Like she was honestly extremely forgiving to Raquel like very he was so nice to her and well I mean she was kind of a bitch her on that trip but like (laughs) but I feel like she was very willing to she let Raquel apologize to her she was like okay this is fine thank you for telling me yeah like she she's been pretty good with Raquel and I think actually I want to commend Katie because I think she's done an incredibly good job this season of keeping the blame on Schwartz which is impossible Mm. to do for most people right like we always go to blaming the women yeah and i think she's done a really good job of not blaming raquel this whole time she even says in a confessional like i'm mad at her but that's whatever and i'm like good for you katie you're keeping the anger in the right place but just i need to ask again this is the thing that crossed all the lines (laughs) this you're asking i bet we could come up with some other ideas things seems like we could remember when you dumped a drink on your ass Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oh, I do. I do. I do. Remember when he said it didn't really count? He cheated on you because he couldn't remember. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. So, look, I'm so glad Katie finally fucking found her line. <laughs> I just am like, it's You're very interesting at how far it took. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but look, I've done way dumber shit than that in relationships. So, you no. know, really, who am I to judge? Mm-hmm. Uh, back in Sheena's room. the name of my podcast, actually. Who am I to judge? <laughs> Back at uh, Sheena's room, they're talking about like the dress and she drops the bomb that not only is she married, she's been married for about a year. Like their year anniversary is that week. And she says in a confessional that like Brock had his investor visa that was about to lapse. And so they figured we're going to be together anyway. We have a family. There's not another continent that he can go to to start another one. So okay, we're let's let's stop right now. We need to talk about Brock. (laughs) So you've been married to this man for one full year and mm-hmm. you still have not met his children. Uh-huh. I need every Brock is getting too much redemption for my liking. He is. That Jason Momoa sized man who lifted his wife at their <laughs> dance admitted on camera that he slapped a woman. That's yeah. what he admitted to yeah. on camera. Right. I can only imagine how hard he can slap someone. I want people to remember that. This is a huge man that admitted to slapping someone in the face. Yeah. That is fucking terrifying. He has multiple children. One is named Winter and he named his new daughter Summer. That's so (laughs) fucking weird. It's wild. The pandemic was an excuse, but it's not an excuse anymore. There is no reason you cannot go to Australia or you can't pay for those girls to come over here. How, How can you marry someone who's never met their children? I don't know. Your daughter is their sister. Yeah, I don't know. And you've never met them. I don't know. That's, it's that's fucking a great crazy. <laughs> and I'm bringing this up anytime we're talking about Brock because it is so crazy. And I feel like people are forgetting it. And I'm like, this is a bad man who is doing a second family. You're, you're absolutely right. But they're married but it did make sense for that but like you know it made sense for them to get married like he needed a fucking visa they have a child she's 100 percent correct yeah also she seems extremely happy by the way she seems very happy with him i just think he's a monster and i think she's kind of a monster for like being fine with how i just want to warn her he's showing you how he raises his children you know when he leaves their mother true and doesn't pay child support so if that if you're cool with that just know like don't expect him to be any different next time yeah yeah and hopefully it never gets there and you and brock are together and he's a wonderful father to summer and she grows up and forgives him and has some sort of relationship with her sisters whatever hopefully it's all great and healthy and that he has truly changed but i have a hard time with a woman who will sleep with a man who beat his ex-wife and ignores his children or doesn't see them now they're doing like they facetime all the time but ignored his children for quite a while yeah that's tough i don't know how you navigate that i've never well 
let's move on um, <laughs> you haven't married one sorry you haven't married anybody like that so true that, that's that's a little bit well a little bit ahead of the game on that one but yeah i mean she you're right she does seem like really happy ariana of course is a great friend who's like yeah. you know a lot of people you know maybe even you and your first marriage uh really just wanted the wedding ariana was so drunk when she found out she went what (laughs) (laughs) she could barely get up i love her i love her but yeah she's like you know a lot of people just want the wedding but you've been living this marriage life and now it's just kind of like the icing on the cake so really happy for you china's Uh, whole vibe this wedding compared to her first like i do genuinely believe she is actually happy oh it's like she seems so much happier this whole thing is really sweet she's so relaxed yeah imagine like remember how fucking crazy she was at the last wedding and how uptight she was and upset she was for weeks leading up to it the whole time and this time she's like i don't know like she seems genuinely happy to be marrying having a wedding ceremony with her husband and like yeah that's nice to see on tv it's rare even for her it's rare even Um, for her (laughs) so yeah i mean it's just very very sweet raquel does say that she wants to switch back to joey because uh, tom doesn't walk right down the aisle (laughs) that really made me laugh actually (laughs) and this is where i'm so fucking mad at raquel for doing what she did because i want to be able to enjoy this season and if i didn't know this i would be cackling at that being like that's fucking funny As a pageant girl, a walk down a runway is very important to me. That's so funny. <laughs> oh my god. And when she like she imitated how he walked, like that's hilarious. And she was right. She was right. I will not. She was, I loved when they showed Katie and Christina being like, that that's not how he walks. <laughs> <laughs> they knew, even they knew. So finally we get to the the blessed wedding day honestly just seeing all of like the getting ready knowing where Raquel and Tom were at this time just made me want to puke yeah but I'm happy for Sheena um she looks so beautiful oh, her, her wedding dress is beautiful her hair looked so good her makeup looked so good she did she it looked so good she did it oh and by the way I guess she had uh the designers the dress designers on her podcast or I don't I guess it was her podcast and they said Oh, we saw Raquel and Tom make out, but we didn't know which one was which. <gasps> and they said that like this was like I don't think I they heard that. We're like they this just came out that they um one of them said like he was walking around somewhere on the property and it was like somewhere kind of secluded and he saw them like making out. He's like, honestly, we had no idea which one was which. Yeah, if you don't watch Vanderpump yeah. rules, like how would you know? Yeah. Also, yeah. like I feel like even if you know who they are, you have like a vague understanding. If you see them making out in a place where everybody they know is, your mind would be like, oh, that must not be him. Right. And he was like, we, we didn't think anything of it at the time. Exactly. Because, so like if you, it's like your brain would go to the benefit of the doubt there. Yeah. And even Sheena was like, are you sure it was Sandoval? He's like, yes, now I am sure that it yeah. was for He's him. like, yeah, now I know that he has brown hair. Like, yeah. Yeah. They don't really look alike, but I can see like, or he knew that was Tom Sandoval, but he thought Tom Sandoval was the one who just got a divorce and Tom, like, it's confusing. There are two Toms. Like, yeah. if you don't keep up, you don't keep up. How could you yeah. know? Exactly. Um, I'm trying to Oh, and you had I'm... heard that Tom, a uh, Tom had been hooking up with Raquel the night before. Exactly. Exactly. 
literally I a hundred percent believe them is what I'm saying yeah (laughs) he also said that he knew one of them said he was like when you I guess she had come in for fittings a couple times Mm -hmm. and he's like based on her behavior is like I didn't like her and he said I he said to the other one like didn't I tell you I didn't like her at the time he's like just the way she was behaving yeah I wonder what Raquel's like it's hard for me to like imagine being around her and and to go back to watch what happens live Lala Andy asked her why are you because she's been saying like oh I think I'm like the first person who kind of like okay figure things out she said this happened in August but then she says um like years ago yeah her mom told her her mom told her that she's a snake yeah or she here's the thing I think Raquel I think Lala has a weird thing with James yeah and had a really weird thing with James at the time Raquel came into the picture and that's why she doesn't fucking like her and that's probably why her mom called her a snake because she was like but she knew you like James like it was probably related to James somehow right um so I really can't stand that Lala has been bullying Raquel for truly no reason for the last six years and now everyone can be like Lala knew she was was all worth it (laughs) (laughs) like yeah, maybe I feel less bad in retrospect because I know what type of person Raquel is, right? Like, I feel less sympathy for Raquel, but that doesn't make me feel like Lala is more right. Yeah, I, I agree. I totally agree with you. Okay, we got to wrap this up pretty quickly, but it's been about uh, 18 hours. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you picked yeah. two huge episodes and had Miss Chatty Cathy on. I don't know what you were thinking. I know, I know, I know. I know. Uh, Okay, so basically, like the wedding looks beautiful. Um, meanwhile, Christine and Katie are in bed, so they decide to go out on the balcony in their matching robes, the hotel robes, and they're like, "That's not Schwartz, is it?" Like he doesn't walk right there. Like summer, money, honeymoon, David. She's so cute. She's a doll. So fucking cute. Did you see her in Ocean on yes. Lala's story, like at Coachella? Stop. Very Two cute. Very cute babies. <laughs> cute the really the only takeaway that i get from this is that christina and katie probably had the best view out of everybody yeah because <laughs> like it was oh in the pool and it's like right in, where everybody could see it yo and- that baby got close to that pool very <laughs> very <laughs> Did you see that i was like <laughs> oh man uh but yeah i mean the the drama of the veil and her being like you know i would have i was so focused on my last wedding being right that I wasn't even thinking about the marriage being wrong but like I really could get in the, married in the back alley of the wait sir during gay you know pride all I, I could think all I could think when she was talking about this is um Charlotte's second wedding and Carrie mm. is like you had the perfect wedding yeah and look what happened and then like they light themselves on fire or like whatever <laughs> it was very that <laughs> Oh my gosh. So then, you know, the wedding's beautiful. They say their vows, blah, 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 right? Gorgeous. Yeah, they were cute. They seem so happy and in love. Very. Then they have, you know, like the drinks thing after the ceremony before the reception, right? And Lala's talking to James and Allie and she's like, oh, you know, James told me that he wanted to propose to you at some point in the future. And she goes, so how would you do it, James? Like, (laughs) you like the desert, right? Like, that's your kind of thing. And James is like, no that was just my last proposal lala she goes but you'd want to get married in palm springs right isn't that what you want like she kept saying it (laughs) it's like no we have a new thing we're gonna figure something else and he goes 
in a confessional what a stupid thing to ask like if it's not a dig what a dumb question like I just think she still feels butthurt because she's like you know like it didn't work out for you so you know like whatever I'm not gonna get into it yeah I although I think Lala was mostly just like bored there and decided to start a little shit and honestly it was very funny see yeah. that like harmless shit is what's funny and what I like about Lala fair yeah yeah like that shit is good like her just being weird with James is great more of that more of that please then Tom tells Raquel I think I got in trouble with Katie she's like he says that he texts her so when we see the text I hate you never speak to me again the one fucking thing you're both trashed I hate you I hate you in all caps I hate you three exclamation points and then the apostrophe end for no reason the kind of hate and anger that I feel for you can't even imagine I never want to see or speak to you again Katie girly I want you to be released from the shackles of rage texting (laughs) that's all I want for you do you think she hates him (laughs) no that's why she (laughs) no I do not unfortunately I want her to when Raquel asks him how he feels about that he goes I don't even think she means it he does not take this chick seriously at well, all. I think that was their normal communication style. <laughs> well, because it has to be. <laughs> We've seen this time and time again. <laughs> then he goes, I almost want to meet up on her with her. And then he's like, okay, well, thanks making out with you. Bye. And so Raquel says, I think we had something, but the way he's acting, I'm wondering why he wanted to make out with me to begin with. Like, yeah, me too. I'm wondering why yeah, you were all curious as to we why. We have this a lot happened. of questions. Yeah. <laughs> Could you answer some questions, Raquel? <laughs> so the episode ends with Katie and Christina at dinner, right? Christina asks her, Would you have come? Like, you know, knowing now what's ha- happened. And Katie's like, No. <laughs> So then here walks Tom. Hey guys, just wanted to say hi. Christina's like, how did you know we were where we were? He's like, oh, you know, I was just creeping around. Like, yeah, you were. You know, I needed a break. This looks delicious, by the way. He steals a piece of sushi. That would have been a punch in the face worthy. Like the combo would have been over then. I would have been so bad about that. I mean, just put your dick on the table. I mean, you might as well just put your dick right on my forehead. Like the casualness. (laughs) What? What's wrong? I do not know how she stayed married to that man. I don't want there to be any weird tension. <laughs> Fuck you. So Katie goes, yeah, I think we're past that. And he goes, how far? She says, to the point of no return. And then here he goes. He came. He he knows that she's mad. She said, I ate you four times in a row. And then you have the audacity to ask her, how far are we past this tension? You know, also, this is why you shouldn't talk to people the way that Katie does all of the time so that when it actually matters, you can really hurt their feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Because his feelings don't get hurt by this because it's just their norm. And he doesn't care. But he doesn't doesn't care. He doesn't care. But also, I think that it's he's probably pretty desensitized to her talking like that and then forgiving him a minute later. Very true. Also true. So then he goes, mean boy, we've been divorced for seven months. Like, why does it matter who I make out with? And they're both like, Christina and Katie are like, you know why it matters. You know why. So Katie goes, you did it in the most humiliating public way after telling me for months that you would not do it. I'm done with the disrespect. And he The says, way he switched it up so quick from that, oh, baba, like you're gosh. a bitch. I'm like, yeah. that's scary. It's terrifying. 
for him to have the audacity to be like i didn't realize anybody was watching and christina goes you were in you were in a space with all of your friends how is that possible i got caught up in a moment shut up it was fun it was i was drunk so katie goes we're done there's no amicability and tom goes well that sucks for you (laughs) that sucks for you he goes it sucks that you allow so much toxicity and negativity in your life bitch he's evil he's absolutely evil evil he is i flabbergasted always so then katie goes tom you don't care enough about my feelings to be amicable and he goes your feelings are exhausting sorry so then katie goes get the fuck out of my face you're drunk you're a loser finally and now we said it (laughs) when she said you're drunk i threw my hands in the air and cheered finally we fucking said it on camera that schwartz is an alcoholic yeah i'm Um, just gonna take half shots tonight (laughs) remember that (laughs) fuck him oh my god um so then yeah he just like really gets so nasty katie tells him like i i'm whatever like you're a loser he goes i love you but like that doesn't affect me what you just said does not affect me i'm disconnected from you you know then he has the audacity to make this like a a empowerment moment for him and be like you know for the longest part time like i didn't really feel divorced but maybe this is a finality i needed okay he's unbelievable that brain of his he had been first of all probably on a four how long have they been there he's been on a bender that whole time oh yeah Molly. god only knows how fucked up he is in this scene and what drugs he's on they're coming down from coming up from uh, yeah, in, yeah in the waiting for some, yeah. he decided to go hang while he's waiting to come up like right yeah exactly he's like i need to sit down for a second um yeah before i really get into part two he's terrible so Tom tells Katie, you need some humility because you don't know what that is. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? No. no. Christina just goes, I think you need to go. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I, I think I'm going to go. You you don't know what humility is. Bye. Like he just <laughs> truly cannot help himself from hurting her. It's he's sick. such an asshole. And also it's a very bizarre accusation for Katie because that's not one of her issues in my opinion humility yeah or a lack thereof yeah yeah she's not like super conceited she's not unwilling to listen to other people she gets like angry and she's mean sometimes but she's not lala doesn't know how to have humility like right there are other characters on the show that really represent that james kennedy doesn't know like a bunch of them don't know how kate that's not katie's issue that's a weird insult to throw at her i would bet it's probably loaded it probably has some abusive shit to do with their marriage that he did to her you know like it's probably some abusive thing he was saying to her their whole marriage and what does it have to do with this situation is beyond me yeah is the other thing like he just wants to say any nasty thing he can yeah Yeah. oh fuck tom schwartz then we really end actually with yeah fuck him with raquel and lala right and when you said we end with i was like did I was that a different episode like because <laughs> I watched a couple today <laughs> I watched three or two I think so Raquel says to Lala I just want to say sorry for what I told what I said to you at the you know at Ariana's party which is calling you like a mistress bimbo whatever right <laughs> <laughs> so Lala says I'm confused because I thought we had a real moment so I just don't really know where the disconnect is like in Vegas what and then she says fuck are you talking sure about Lala 
yeah she tries to throw like her sobriety like i don't think you were aware of what was really going on you know that was raquel was like yeah i was like kind of messy and lala was like it's so fine that you were except i just want you to know that you are a drunk loser <laughs> like a little bit of a drunk mess like the way that she it's like oh my god it's vegas i totally understand but <laughs> you were the worst <laughs> and everybody in las vegas you were the worst so <laughs> Yeah, Raquel says in a confessional, I'm not sure if Lala has a bad memory or if she thinks it's normal to act like this, but it feels that, like that was a good line, actually. Yeah. When she was like, or she thinks it's normal for this mean girl behavior. Mm-hmm. Once again, I'm so mad at you, Raquel. How dare you not let me enjoy that? Yeah. Oh my God. Then Raquel tells her to get a hobby if all she can do is talk about her. And Lala says, I actually don't care about any of this except how you affected my friend. I think it's gross. I think it's dirty and disgusting. And I think you need to find yourself elsewhere. So Raquel says, I can take accountability for making out with shorts, but I think there's a million other things that I could have done that would have been a lot worse. Well, (sighs) you know, because you did it that day. That morning. And multiple days before that. Yep. So Lala says, you know what? I think your self-approval coming from men needs to come from men, which is very sad to me. I think you have a mental breakdown coming. And this is what's so annoying because Lala is right, right? Like, I think Raquel does need that approval from men. That's why she was with James Kennedy for six years. And it's why she's doing this. But when Lala goes, and that's sad to me, what she should have said is, and you know what? I used to be that way. And I won't be that way again. So, mm-hmm. you know, good luck to good luck to you because it doesn't work out well. Like she that's all. The, if she said that, I'd be like, yeah, uh huh. But mm-hmm. no, instead she's like, and that's pathetic. <laughs> I think you're gonna need some love and support. <laughs> Raquel does truly doesn't know what to say back to this, and she goes, "Yeah, I will. <laughs> <laughs> I am gonna need it. Thank you." <laughs> she's, I was like you are so dumb and i appreciate who gives it to me like that's not the point girl you know what sucks about one of like raquel being so slow in conversation is she's one of the few people that i think can take lala on this season because she actually does have legit ammo right Mm -hmm. like lala fucked her boyfriend and lala has been really mean to her and raquel doesn't really seem to get that hurt by lala anymore and can go toe to toe with her but she can't keep up with Lala and will never be able to keep up with Lala so it'll just never work which sucks like as a viewer I would like somebody who can really keep up with Lala and fight like fight with her yeah if Raquel would not like short out in the middle of a sentence she would be really powerful like in this scene she's like not like Lala says some mean ass shit to her and she's like whatever except she doesn't know how to like be mean back in a way that's entertaining on television right right she just goes yeah i will need a lot of love and support (laughs) thank you (laughs) lala goes no you appreciate the people who bob their head and tell you everything is all good good night good night oh i mean the episode does really end with like katie deciding to have a glass of wine and you know just basically saying you know I, this sucks oh this the sucks. reveal that she's dating a 25 year old katie oh my god that, that schwartz you were married to a 25 year old stop yeah. it for her to be like 
I have been protecting him, Tom, by like being cool and like not dating. And like, I've been, I've slept with two people since we got divorced and one of them is kind of stuck around. And you know what? I'm not going to keep protecting Tom anymore. And I'm going to start having him around like whatever. But yeah, he's 25. You and know what it sounded a lot like? Yeah. I'm fucking a 23 year old busser and I'm having the best <laughs> fucking time of my life, Tom. Yes. <laughs> Like it's the same thing. It's just it's said Katie style versus Kristen style. That's that. Yeah, exactly. This is her her Puma moment because she does not quite call qualify as a cougar. Oh, but God, I was like, do we still say cougar? Did I hit <laughs> my head and wake up in two thousand nine? Like, what are we uh, talking about here? Um, Liz, tell everybody where they can find you. Sure. If it wasn't enough to listen to me talk for eleven hours today <laughs> about these two shows. If you want to hear me talk about Teen Mom, all versions of it, I'm actually talking about Teen Mum right now, yes. which, Kara, you have to come discuss with me. Uh, you can listen to Feathers in My Hair. It comes out every Sunday. And if you want to hear me talk about everything else, you can go to my Patreon, patreon.com slash Liz Explains. This week, I'm doing an episode talking about um, the exploitation of athletes by the NCAA. Ooh. I last week talked about Seeking Brother Husband. So like, you know, I have range. There's range here. Um, so yeah, I talk about everything else on there. So patreon.com slash Liz explains. Liz, bless you so much for talking to me and yeah, we'll, we'll have to talk soon. Love ya. Love ya.